This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Welcome into a Roll Call Friday, boys and girls. It is the Bostonian versus the book. The morning after the Boston Celtics <laughs> score 40 points. Four, zero. <laughs> Game one. The Boston Celtics, Dave, the Bostonian versus the book. We are three wins away from being six months in and putting a ring on the thing. How are you? Not as good as you. (laughs) This is unbelievable. I mean, how do we start a show and call it Bostonian versus the book again in the Celtics? Oh, wait, are we doing the sunglasses this early? We're just doing it. I'm vibing today, man. I am. I am Al Horford vibing today on this. You got, I went to sleep with the biggest smile on my face. I woke up and I said, oh my goodness gracious. The Western Conference is as soft as we thought. Oh, they're as soft as we thought. Everyone was, I talked about it yesterday. If Boston was allowed to grip and grab and pull and push around, referees were involved early. Oh boy. Not involved late. Bang, bang. Hey, Al Horford just hit another three-point shot, by the way. Just FYI. (laughs) <laughs> what a freaking game. Ime Udoka circles in the fourth quarter around Steve Kerr. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know how to handle it. Didn't know where to go. Didn't know what to do offensively. After Curry went nuclear, he went crazy, blew up my prop bet, over, got destroyed, all those things. 40 made threes in that game. 21 by the Boston Celtics. Fourth quarter, 40 to 16. Field goals, Celtics 15 of 22, Warriors 7 of 17. I mean, that's tolerable. Three-point field goals, Celtics were 9 of 12 in the fourth quarter. Only one turnover. They win the game. I mean, they win the game. It was uh, was impressive as hell. Absolutely amazing to see. And one thing that we talked about yesterday a lot about how Boston would handle the three-point shooting for the Warriors, I'll admit, in the first quarter, in the second quarter, I was concerned about the drop coverage that Boston was giving the three-point shot to the Warriors. Not a smart recipe. Third quarter starts, and it is all Warriors. I mean, they just ran out, and they thought the game was over. The fourth quarter, we talked about it yesterday, the fourth quarter normally for this team, that's where the Warriors are really lethal. And Steph Curry in the fourth quarter, they're normally really lethal. Not the story whatsoever. Not even close. Boston was bad in the third. And then Derek White, new baby, Al Horford, 36 years old today. Happy birthday, big boy. Al plays his ass off. I'm getting Kevin Garnett vibes, Dave. This is, (laughs) I'm serious. Anything is possible. Win one for a guy at the end of his career. The entire locker room looks at him and says, we got to do it for him. 
He played more games in the playoffs than anybody else in the history of this league. He comes out and scores 26 points in his debut game. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Instant energy too. Instant energy. When he does something, you can tell they're playing for each other. Right. And this is this is one of those things that it's hard to get there in sports. It's yeah. hard to get a team, let alone in pro sports. It's hard in high school. It's hard in college. Professional sports, get everybody playing for each other. Teams playing for each other. You can see it. Not that the Warriors aren't, but they were better last night. This is this is this is really it's fun. It's everybody has that first one. And like you said it, right? The Patriots was the first one. But like one of those, like you just don't you don't forget it. Mine was when the Penguins won the Stanley Cup. You know, I was a little bit older and able to appreciate it. But the first one for me was the Pirates World Series. I was nine years old. It was incredible. Never forget it. I remember it was like yesterday. It's pretty exciting to see. It ain't over yet, though. Like, calm down. No, I mean, I'm just saying we talked about it all day yesterday in a 40 to 16 fourth quarter with the Boston Celtics. The numbers, they're now 13 and 0 ATS when the spread is three and a half points to a pick. We talked about it yesterday. I said, hey, bet the money line. If you're going to take Boston plus the points, just take the money line. I bet in game. As we said yesterday, I was watching for six and a half. I got six and a half early. I bet plus six and a half. I took Boston money line at plus 180. I should have waited until the third quarter because it was up to plus 900. Yeah, in game. In game. To go ahead and jump in on Boston. And it just goes to show you that these games are going to be volatile and you're going to be able to be on both sides. If you want, you're going to get plus money. You're going to get plus points on either side throughout the games that these things go down. And Boston made some great defensive adjustments in the fourth quarter, but this is where Boston going into the next game. And in this series, they have the firepower to match anybody and they've got the defense to shut down anybody. And this is where if I'm, you know, looking at the Celtics, sure, Jason Tatum couldn't hit the broadside of a barn last night, but Jason Tatum set a record for the most assists in an NBA Finals debut at 13 last night. Yep. So he's doing the, the little things, right? Oh, my shot's not working, but like what you mentioned, team basketball, find other things that he can do to facilitate. And in the post game, Jalen Brown talked about it. He said, our offense is pretty simple. It's me and Jason go to the rim, collapse the defense, find a kickout shooter, and if they hit it, you, we're really hard to beat. <laughs> Marcus Smart, Derek White, uh, Pritchard, Horford. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. This is this is the game. This is it. You said if they hit shots, they win. If they don't, they lose. They hit shots yesterday. They made shots in the fourth quarter. Tatum does whatever he has to do to win. There's. It feels like there's zero ego. That's that's what I love. Like I love watching them play basketball I and mean, we're saying this i mean this has been nothing new for us here on the right. show in the brigade which by the way it's roll call friday i mean you know kevin white first one in the chat today sound off like you know you got a pair he's here early of course the regulars jay dow betts is here socal dgen the boys i haven't seen stevie mac bombie's here he's off today so he's going to stay with us for the whole show Ouch, oh my sorry, goodness we'll get thank you guys later. for what's that We'll get to his team later. Bonvie's the Oilers guy. He had a game last night with his team. 
opposite and, of me. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, you're Holy, feeling one way. Yeah, he's feeling the other. He's, he's, he's yeah. the complete opposite. He's but not yeah, feeling great. The boys are all here. So, I mean, we got we got a lot of things I think we can look at. Did you see the DraftKings promo? You talked about it on the juice, you said. Where, where if a team leads by 10, yeah. You get so paid? It, what, what, what's fun about being on different platforms and, and different things, and we've got a variety of different ways. I know people, the brigade has come to me and asked me, like, what do we do after the show? How do we continue this after the show? And I got you, it's coming. So, like, just pump the brakes on that, give us a little time <laughs> on that. So, you're going to be able to continue to be a part of the show. You got to get after these the show cleared, people. Yeah, we, 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 if we've we got done it. We would have done it last week. Right. We, we got planes. I got planes on the runway. We're like a tarmac. We're stacked up on things that are going to start taking off. So we're, you know, it's, I, I, you think we just do the show and that's it. We're very busy after the show is over. So, but on my other thing, the discord channel, I had people come and say, Hey, this is a DraftKings promo. If any team gets up by 10 points in the game, you bet money line, they pay it out. Even money, hundred bucks max to win a hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. And they paid out both sides last night. Right. Both teams ended up having a 10 point lead or more. Right. Yep. <laughs> it may have taken a while for the Celtics one to get there, but they got there and the Warriors did it early. You don't even have to win the bet. That's, nope. I don't know if that's good for the business. I know it's good for marketing and it can get people in, but my goodness, if you get a hundred bucks, both sides. Now the danger is, is, is if neither team gets a 10 point right. lead, but have you watched right. the NBA? Like right. all season, even bad teams sometimes feel like they get a 10 point lead in a game against good teams. But so, if you had money line warriors, you covered your bet. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing about this. Is it like you bet the Warriors money line? Oh, they lost, but oh no, I won. So the book is taking money out of its own pocket. And it's right. pr promotional money and it's however you want to run with it and, you know, however you want to do it. But that's just the right now. That's the nature of this business. It's, you know, it's not really bookmaking. It's promotional making and that's it. attention grabbing. And yep. look, it, 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 I don't I don't hate it from a player perspective. It's just you come from a business side of things and looking at it going like long term. How does this work? Like, how do you guys? Yeah, we, I don't think as a book we would be able to do that every day. I don't think that's. <laughs> right. I don't think that's a good way of of doing a business. If you make a bet, you get paid, obviously. But if you make a bet and lose, you, you still get paid. You'll get paid. Right. You still get okay. paid. Still, like, how am okay, I going to explain that to the guy in accounting? Right. Bill in accounting is not going to quite understand. Like, why is this number red? Like, didn't matter who won. Well, no, we did a promotion. Well, well, how, did we get more customer? I don't know, but we right. paid everybody. Oh. Okay. I That's mean, the customer retention conversation, right? Like, how do you keep your customers oh, playing with you? This is the way that DraftKings is deciding to say, hey, we're going to keep our customers playing with us by offering these opportunities. And like you've mentioned, I mean, there is a methodology to it. Keep the player playing. The more the player plays, the better right. it is for the book. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you have 100,000 people betting $100, it all hits and okay, it hurts. Yes. But it keeps them in the book, keeps them making other wagers on other, you know, today, tomorrow, and, and, the, and the like. Yeah, hopefully they played a hockey game tonight. They picked some baseball games. They're looking at the French Open. There's not like there's not a lot of things to bet on. I mean, there's right. other things to bet on. So you keep them in the system, and you're just building up that base. Of course, that's fine. Speaking of building up bases, I mean, Vinny's here. Vinny, thank you for using the logo for the show as your thing. I mean, this is incredible. But Pierre's here, Chevalier, Chevalier I don't know how to say it, but Pierre's always here. Yeah. Shout out to him. Polsky, Polsky's here. 
Polsky reporting for duty in the chats as I'm here reporting for duty. At a boy, Polly. Hat tip to you, sir. Boys, we're going to be here all day, all morning at least. Stay with us. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. So Draymond Green said he's not worried that Boston had players like Al Horford score 26. You better points. not be worried. They're supposed to win this thing. Well, what do you make of the comment though? Like, eh, downplaying what Boston did, looking at he their wrong. numbers. What is he supposed to say? You could I'm just worried? say. Yeah, no, no, I'm worried. We need to play better. <clears throat> that we can't give them these open looks. Draymond. These are NBA players. These are these are professional basketball players. We can't play the defense. We stunk. It was on us. We'll be better in game two. Not this dismissive, like, yeah, we're fine. Like, okay, Draymond. Like, this is the arrogance that I think gets this team to be unlikable. They, It's so funny. The Warriors are on this precipice of being extremely likable and unlikable in the same series all the time. Like Curry does the thing where he passes the basketball to, to, to clay and he runs away. Doesn't even watch. He knows it's going in, turns around and runs, right? That video is shown over and over again. And everyone's like, this is incredible. And it's great when they win, but when they lose the smugness and the arrogance of it, they come back in the post game like Draymond did. And all of a sudden it's very defensive. It's very like, yeah, we're fine. It's defiance. That gets people to go, are you sure you're fine? Because you didn't look fine in the fourth quarter. You choked. You blew a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter. You got outscored 40 to 16 in the fourth quarter. That's not good. I want my guy saying that. What is he supposed to say? Don't be worried. We got to be better. I mean. Right. No, no, no. The the second part, what you said, I agree with. We'll be better in game two. I can tell you that. Not downplaying what the other team did, not taking down white what? and Pritchard and Horford and going like, yeah, we're fine. They won't do that again. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I want him saying that. I don't want him saying, geez, like they played really well. We're worried. We got to redraw up the game. No, plan. I'm not saying no. that. Look, I'm right. not saying they go back to the game plan. I'm just saying it's on them to play better defensively to stop those shots from hitting, from going up to be- I mean, there were clean looks all over the place. Those weren't hard shots. Yes, Boston hit everything. Yes, they were nuclear in the fourth quarter. I get that. But it's because the defense was horrible for the Warriors. Oh, that's, hands, they weren't doing hands in the face. They weren't doing it. I mean, it was that's, that's the reality of it. There were some open looks yesterday. All over the place. Down. It was all, and it wasn't just one or two. It was, right. it was a lot. And um, again, Draymond's selling. One, he's selling himself. Two, he's selling his team. And three, he's selling the fans. We're not worried. Inside the locker room, they might be a little worried. Like, what the hell just happened? That was a 17-0 run in the fourth quarter of the NBA Finals game one in our house. And they we couldn't do anything time to stop out. it. They couldn't do anything. We couldn't stop it. Yeah. They kept doing it. That You know, Al posed like this afterward. When Al posed, I went nuts. I was like, and get him out. Do you remember what he did to Durant? Yes. Remember what he did? Remember he did a rant? And remember what he and what happened to that? Four oh sweep. Just saying shit. Are you calling for a sweep? I'm not calling for anything. I'm just telling you that when Al starts feeling like that, (laughs) he did it once before in this series where he went after he he went like this. Kevin Durant. (laughs) No, he went like this. He did a big nod with his lips like this. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was dustpan time. It was sweep, 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 sweep. Goodbye, Brooklyn Nets. So Al doing the pose, Al doing the thing right back at green shows you the level of confidence. He's been waiting his whole life for this. 
Jason Tatum at 24 moments proving to be a little bit too big. He's having a tough time. He's struggling. You can tell he's nervous. You can tell he's pressing. Horford's 36, and he's like, I've been dreaming about this. I am not going to let this moment pass me by. Do you remember the Steelers when they won the Super Bowl with Jerome Bettis? Yes. It was all for him. They got off the plane wearing throwback Notre Dame jerseys when they got to Detroit. Like, when you're playing for a guy. Yeah. In addition to yourself, I mean, you're obviously playing for yourself, for your team, but you're playing for a guy that ain't been there before and has put in the work, continues to put in the work, doesn't ask for a damn thing other than whoever's beside me is putting in the same work. I got you. You got me. It's fun, man. I mean, we got caught up in it, doing the show and talking about it. Um, It's it's good. It's This is it's so good. It's a TV show, but it's sports, and you can bet on it and be invested more. It's fun. By the You're way, a, how many mats do we have in the Thousands. Chat? Joe Sheehan, by the way, coming on in 10 minutes, talking baseball with us. We'll do some baseball, the firing of Joe Girardi to this morning for the Phillies. So uh, we'll get to that with his great You know newsletter. he's a Yankee fan, too, by the way. Yeah, he, we, we can get to the Yankees, how hot they are, which is they never lose. insanity, how hot, how hot the Yankees are. So we'll, we'll do that coming <sighs> up here in 10 minutes. But I want to give two shout outs here and two props first in the media and second to a BVB brigader, Al Horford to win MVP. Hello, Matt Moore of the action network. The Ooh. only one in the media that I saw put that out there said, I can see it. So Cal in the live chat was telling everybody Al Horford MVP. Look at the numbers after game one. Can you see it? I couldn't see it before game one. I can see it. Now I can <laughs> I see it. Well, now I can. I mean, this could be this could be that thing. Yep. Like you talk about the the crowning achievement. If he performs and they win and Tatum is dishing yep. and not scoring, they can't give it to Tatum. Nope. They nope. can give it to Brown. Brown but has to won't. have that game. No, because he's Brown is so helter skelter with the basketball. It's like the ball is greased when he's dribbling it. It's just all over the place. There's no, it's his handle is such a problem and such a huge liability for his game. And he's able to recover. He plays through it where he can do those awkward shots and layups and whatnot when the ball is being fumbled. (laughs) But it's very difficult, I think, for a media member to like go, yeah, I trust Jalen Brown in a big moment to have a key play. Boy, I thought Marcus Smart might be decent, but if Al Horford plays the way he played last night, he's not going to shoot the way he shot last night. No. I think at he was 50 to one to win the MVP. <laughs> I haven't looked yet today, but we'll take a look at it here after we have Joe on and talk a little baseball, but um, anything is possible. You just, you said it. Garnett said it. I use that line all the time. I used to sit in the book and watch a game like that. And I'd be standing on the, on the counter saying anything is possible. And just anytime an upset would happen, I absolutely love it. Speaking of upsets, uh, it's 14 to one today, by the way. Of course it is. So it can't be 50 to one. Al Horford's 14 to one to win the MVP. Still worth a shot. 14 to one. I agree. Yeah. Still, you know, still worth no buyer's fire. remorse that you missed a 50. Now you're getting 14 to one and a guy already's got one in the back. He's yeah. got, he, he's got he's a got game, game one. In the right. Yeah. He's got game one done. Yeah. The, the Draymond green prop we talked about. Yeah. I talked about a couple of days ago when you were off with Dubsy that stayed live, by the way, Draymond green did record five or more assists in the game. Five. So we're, so we're yep. But he got there though. So five, I got 
I got Marcus. Yep. But I got Marcus Smart there. So Marcus Smart gets his over four and a half rebounds. So that got there yesterday for me on the on, on that prop bet. Um series to end in five is still alive at plus two fifty. Series to end in six is alive at plus one ninety. So and then the Celtics at 10 to one to win the whole damn thing. So it's last night went phenomenally. Here's <laughs> here's my question to you. Game two, Warriors Sunday night, minus four and a half. Now it was four. Now it's four and a half. The Golden State Warriors are now one in five ATS in the last five games at home in the po- in the finals as five point or less favorites. This number is climbing. No, it's four. It's, it's three four, and a half. It's, it's four and a half at BetMGM. Uh, BetMGM was at four and a half. They reported that this morning. Yeah. Well, everyone else is at four. Okay. So maybe somebody went and laid it there. It's still um, the same. I mean, under five. Five points or less favorites. It's the same line. Yeah. One in five one. ATS. Boston is now, as we talked about, if we get to four with this numbers at four, they are 14 and one ATS this season when the line is four to a pick. Yeah. So you're saying what? They're going to win again? You feel comfortable betting on the Warriors in game two? No. Not, not at even all. Close. But I mean, I don't, I, I mean. Not even close. Just, we'll, just, we'll just wait for a promotion or we'll, we'll bet both sides <laughs> in game. I mean, that's just, you don't have to make anything pregame anymore. Yeah, I'm not betting pregame on, for, for it's Sunday. unbelievable. I'm not betting pregame. Yeah, I, I, that is an in-game. Yeah, game two is an in-game bet for me. A hundred percent it's in-game to wait and see what's going to happen because I think you're going to be able to really work it and, and, and get it and get it going. And, and that was kind of like why I wanted to bring this up a little bit with you before we get to Joe. Do you think at any point in time that the limits in game will be, will be large enough that professionals stop betting pre-flop? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Cause when I was doing the live, the, the uh, Twitter spaces for bet prep, when I was talking about the NBA finals, it was interesting to hear Brad Feinberg talk about, he said, look, I generally speaking, he's like, I do not bet pre-flop much anymore from a side. I always bet in game because I can work it on both sides. He goes, even though I can't get as much down, I get more volume in play than I do for one big bet. So it sometimes will equal out. If I'm going to make, you know, a two dime three dime play, I'll have that in play in game on either side, trying to work both sides, try to middle it and, and, and whatnot. So, I just started thinking he compared it to being able to see the dealer's cards when playing blackjack. Like if I could see what that guy has and I know what I have, I'm watching the game. I'm seeing how it's being called. I see how it's being played. Now I have some information into what I think may ultimately happen in the game. I've been saying this for years. I've been been saying this for years. This is what I've been doing. I mean, I wasn't going to do anything last night. Uh, I mean, I counted this morning when I got up, I, I did my bet history. Right. I made 18 bets yesterday. Holy. In one game? <laughs> I don't know if I'm proud of that or not. But, wow. But I made 18 bets yesterday. I mean, between the hockey game and the baseball game. I, I, wasn't, I didn't even touch the basketball. Wow. You know, but I was watching a hockey game and I was watching the numbers. And I'm like, I, I don't agree with this bet. It, don't agree yeah. with this bet. I was on the air doing it. I mean, it's, it's insane. So that's going to be it. My progression as a gambler is I use in game to save myself from like, I was in the under last night, right? right? I knew I was dead in the first quarter, right? So I used it to save myself to get out. I had the six and a half. I had Celtics money line. 
So I get, I get plus six and a half to cash. I get money line to cash. It covers the under bet and I split on the props. So I was good. So I made money on the basketball game last night instead of trying to use it to my advantage on offense. I oftentimes use live gambling to help me on defense. 100%. You can I do it either more, way. You yeah, can, but I need can. to get, but that's my next, as I watch myself as a gambler, I keep track of as, as what I'm doing. I need to be more willing to be aggressive in game and to push the envelope in game versus using it to keep myself away from a loss. Right. No, and I think, I think you can use it however you need to use it. I think books, I mean, it's all outsourced. There's nobody doing it like I was doing it. I mean, there's just not. There's nobody in Vegas is doing it like that. It's all outsourced. It's all algorithm based. A lot of times it's run on automatic. I was watching the Dodgers and the Mets last night. I was texting you boys. You were already sleeping. Yeah. And um, Farrell was probably doing his own thing. And I was like, guys, are you looking at this right now? Like this price is this. I was, I knew immediately nobody was watching it. It was the last baseball game going. It was on autopilot. And I was like, this price is wrong. I'm just going to bet this. I'm going to bet this. And I just picked up a couple bucks here. But, and again, sometimes it's laying minus 250 when the price should be minus 500. Like right. that's okay too. So, um, I don't know how fast the limits are going to go up where it can replace it, but you have to bet it multiple times to get that. Nobody's going to take 20,000 on an in-game bet. Some books might, but they won't do it for long. If you beat them, they're not going to let you do it. They're not going to let you use them to do it. Okay. But uh, I think it's an effective form of, of fixing bad bets or strengthening a good bet position, you know, plus it's fun. I mean, sometimes it's just fun to do. Like you just, you got to be dialed in to do it. Yeah. I don't think you can do it flippantly. You, we've talked about this. Like, if you're going to do it, you really got to watch the game. Like, you, yeah, you, you, you yeah, gotta stare at it. Game. You got to watch how it's being refereed. You got to watch the rotations. You got to know what your team has done and what they've done in the past. Like, you got to have a, wor- a good working knowledge of how the game is going. But in game is becoming, in particular, in the NBA, it's becoming very, very fun to bet and very interesting to bet. And we've Do always you said see who popped in here, by the way, Ooh. Landon from Hawaii Landon, wow. he is in, he's in, he hasn't been in a while. Aloha, sir. Who else is here? Chip guys here. Chip guys always around. This guy's working, listening, commenting. Of course, Stevie Mac, capital M, capital K. There you go. You're waiting on him. He's keeping an eye out for everybody. Todd is here. Zach, the hat from England. Has Zach got his hat yet? By the way, have we figured? I out I got to figure out the, the all the U.S. people got their hats mailed out. Okay, the the, the overseas right. people were still working on. We're still trying right. to figure figure out the way that we we're going to get that. Hat. Yeah, that he, hat to Australia. I told you, I got a guy. We can we can send it right. I'll come right yeah. to the store. He'll send it there. However, you need to send it. We got to figure that out to see how much it's going to cost us. Like seven hats to get there. <laughs> Probably, but it'd be a good investment because we get yeah. the you know the BVB hat down there. Speaking of which, JT Wheeler's in the house today. Roll call Friday. Welcome. Trent Junk mm. talking about the Phillies, which we're going to do with Joe Sheehan coming up here. This is good stuff, man. Big Friday show. I love it. I love it. Let's get to Joe Sheehan here. You guys have read his newsletter for years covering Major League Baseball. The Phillies today make a big announcement. They make a firing of their manager, Red Sox. Tonight, we'll get to some Yankees and Blue Jays. Joe, Matt, and Dave, how are you? Welcome to the show. Good, fellas. What's going on? He shaved for the show. I didn't think Joe was going to shave for the show. Joe, you look fantastic, sir. I got a question out of the gate. What? I got to get the goatee back. I got this round Charlie Brown head. It looks good. (laughs) First question out of the gate. It's a hard hitting one. I'm going to come at you quick. Are you wearing pants or not? I'm wearing pants. Shorts, but pants. 
All right. Just in case, because you, 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 Dave, you, you ever wear pants on the show? Who, me? Yeah, you. I mean, I always try to wear pants, but no, sometimes you get short. caught up in stuff. You're in shorts every day. You're in shorts when it's like 60 out. When is it 60 out? He lives in Nevada. <laughs> oh, it's, it's 60 years sometimes. Oh, it's sometimes it's 60 years. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Joe, explain the Phillies thing to me. Explain this Phillies thing to me. They're blaming a the manager that can't hit the ball, that can't catch the ball. What are they blaming? Girardi's the fall guy or what? It's the fall guy. I mean, it's what you do. You don't. You can't fire the GM in, in season. You don't see guys. Sometimes you see firing the pitching coach or the hitting coach. But this is really just taking out a bad roster construction on the manager. And remember, they've done this before. You go back when they hired Girardi, they fired Gabe Kapler. Not sure if you noticed, guys, but Gabe Kapler never loses in San Francisco now. So <laughs> blaming the manager is it's insane. And when you look at the roster, it's clear what the problem is. It's not Girardi. Girardi's Girardi isn't cuddly. He's not the nice, the kind of the way they've had these ex-player managers now who kind of protect the players and are good with the media. Girardi's prickly. He's a little bit difficult. But from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., he's as good as they come in the dugout. He just didn't have enough to work with. It's not Girardi's fault that Corey Knievel gave up two homers this week. It's not his fault that Juris Familia dropped a baseball uh, in the game on Tuesday night. It's not his fault that he's got to play two DHs in the outfield next to a center fielder who's not very good. None of this is Girardi's fault. Joe, in terms of the Mets and what they have done, how much pressure did this put on the Phillies that, look, they're 22 and 28, I believe. They, they know the Mets are without their top two pitchers, and it looks like a lost season. So why not make a move here, try to find something for the future, look ahead to 2023? How much did the Mets' hot start contribute to where the Phillies are? Matt, there's no question. I mean, nobody expected the Mets to get out to Mets to get out to this you know, 680 start without DeGrom and now without Max Scherzer. They've hit very well. This is the offense I thought we'd get from them last year. The bullpen has been surprisingly good, uh, especially Edwin Diaz in the ninth inning. Um, and again, you know, if the Mets are, you know, play 550 baseball, if the Phillies are six and a half games out, if the Braves are five and a half games out, it feels a lot different, right? But when you look and you see your 12 and a half out with 110 to play, it does increase the pressure. I do think they're hoping that this triggers, you know, kind of a soft factor. And you know what? And let's be clear here, guys. The Phillies are better than, what is it, 22 and 29. They've outscored their opponents by a run. Um, obviously, they've had some injury issues. Segura's down. Harper can only DH. But they're going to have a better record going forward. It's not going to be because of the managerial change, though. It's going to be because they're basically a 500-520 team that will start playing to that level. Do we need to make reservations for the World Series in New York? Not for the Yankees, but for the Mets. We'll get to the Yankees in a second. They never lose. They got everything working. They got the MVP candidate and judge, all that. We'll get to that in a second because I know you like the Yankees. The Mets... Oh, are we punching their ticket, Joe? I mean, can we tell these people that like to bet that watch the show, the brigade, do they buy a Mets future ticket now? Can you tell me how many playoffs start Scherzer and DeGrom will make? Because yeah. that's the X factor for me. I think that at this point, the Mets have, they're going to be a playoff team. Remember, there's only six teams above 500 in the entire National League. Wow. Six teams are going to make the playoffs. The Mets are almost certainly going to be in the playoffs at this point. But I can't tell you how dangerous they are in the playoffs until I know whether Scherzer and DeGrom are going to be taking the ball basically in more than half of their playoff starts. If they are, and if they're both healthy, that's an incredibly dangerous playoff team when you look at the offense that they have. Is the um, division done, Joe? Have they won the division right now? 
No, because same thing. I don't know how many starts those two guys are make. The Mets do not have a lot of upper level depth. We'll start to see if injuries start to take a piece out of them. They're missing Lindor in this Los Angeles series this weekend. So we'll see how that develops. The Braves, I think, can still make a run here because of the depth of their roster. I don't think the Phillies are serious. And guys, I know the Marlins are like 14 out at this point. I still love their pitching. They're gonna they called up Edward Cabrera this week. They're gonna call up Max Meyer eventually. It just they could go on a run behind that pitching staff that gets them into this. So I don't think the division is over. Uh, I th- I don't think the Mets are even the best team in the way. I think you still got to look at the Dodgers. I think a healthy Brewers team is probably still a little bit better than the Mets. Uh, but I when you have a lead this big, you really do start to look at the next four months and go. This isn't about how many wins can we get. It's how well positioned can we be on October 1st. Yeah, I was asking about the Marlins because going into the year, I like the Marlins and the and the Tigers over on their win totals. The Tigers have been a disaster. But can the Marlins get hot? Is that young team, say, second half, potentially a team to watch? And, and maybe if they do make those call-ups, that they have something to play for and something to get after, given the fact that there are so few teams over 500. I mean, could they be a team that makes a kind of dark horse second half, second half run to a wild-card spot? I certainly haven't written them off yet. I think, Matt, I had about 85 and 77 to start the year, which I'm pretty sure was the high watermark of anybody. Uh, the offense has been terrible for them. The bullpen has been weak. They didn't put a whole lot of resources into the bullpen this winter. They made that trade right before opening day for Tanner Scott and Richard Blyer. They, uh, Anthony, Dylan Flores has been hurt for a lot of the year. Now Anthony Bender's been hurt. So they, they never really had the full bullpen. And the offense, other than Jazz Chisholm, has been an enormous disappointment. I think both of those things can be better and joining that great, uh, great strategy rotation to get them to and over 500 as the season goes on I'm not sure they can catch the Mets but you know can they get to that 85 88 win mark that challenges the Giants that challenges maybe the Braves that challenges the Cardinals for one of those last playoff spots absolutely all right you know when I talked to you this morning I gotta talk about the Yankees because <laughs> everybody's talking about the Yankees Joseph they win every day today they're minus 330 this morning against the Tigers, okay? Best record in baseball. Two questions. Is Judge going to win the MVP award? Because people are looking to make plays at plus three to one right now is what the market price is. And two, is anybody going to catch them in an American league, not just in the East, but in the whole league? Are they already the best team record-wise, number one seed going into the playoffs? Well, they've been incredibly impressive. You talk about Judge and you know, we talk about Stanton and all the other hitters that they have, but it's really about the pitching for them. We saw Jameson tie on seven perfect innings last night. Nestor Cortez in the first game pitched well. You know, Cole, you look at Jordan Montgomery, they're we talk about the Bronx Bombers, right? That's been the Yankees for a hundred years. This team is the best run prevention team in the American League, and second only to the Dodgers in all of baseball. This is a pitching team, not just in, okay, we're going to go out and sign Derek Cole for $330 million, but we're going to find a Nestor Cortez. We're going to find, we're going to trade for a, uh, Clay Holmes from the Pirates to be our third right-handed reliever, and a year from now, he's going to yeah. be completely unhittable. Yeah. They develop Another pitching pirate. internally as well as anybody. Keep so let's Pirates, think. Joe. It's BS. It's complete <laughs> BS. Every time the Pirates get a guy, they give him to you. It's unbelievable. It's, it's true. Quadruple A team for the Yankees. What do you make as we'll say in the division? So I'm a, I'm the, the resident Red Sox guy. So Trevor Story goes nuclear in May. He was ice in April. But the Xander Bogart situation as the team heads towards the trade deadline, how does this unfold? Do, do the Red Sox have to stay in contention? 
for them to keep Bogarts on the roster? Or do you think there's going to be a resolution where he gets signed or is Boris taking him to the open market in the off season and he's playing somewhere else next year? I think that if Bogart, I, I don't think there's a, a way that Bogarts doesn't opt into the rest of his deal. It's possible. But realistically, I think you're talking about somebody who come into a much weaker market for shortstops. Correa probably opts out. So the Correa and Bogarts this winter, a much weaker market overall. I think the interesting question you talk about is as we approach the trade deadline. This is the first year which we have this playoff format where even under the format from recent seasons, getting those wild card slots, you, you know, you're getting a one game coin flip. We didn't see teams really push for them in the way that I think MLB had hoped. Well, now, if you get to that fifth or sixth best record in the league, you get a three-game series. And even if you're the five or six seed, yeah, you're playing all three at home, but it's a best of three. It's not that one game. I don't think we have a sense yet or how, of how teams are going to treat that opportunity. So if they're if the Red Sox are 50 and 55, you know, a week after the All-Star break, how they're four games behind, we'll say the White Sox for for, for that sixth spot. How seriously are they going to take that? Matt, Dave, I got to tell you, I'm not sure yet how seriously teams are going to take that opportunity. And that goes to the question of whether the Red Sox will hold on to Bogarts. Will they try to trade him? How are they going to value that position? Now, I'll be honest with you. I think the Red Sox will be in better position by then. I think by the time we get to the trade deadline, the Red Sox will be a buyer. I'm a much better believer in their offense. We've seen them really start to hit put some runs on the board. They played a very tough schedule early in the season. I think they were one of the teams, too, that was most hurt by whatever's been going on with the baseball. This is a team that wants to hit the ball hard. They want to hit it far. And when you were hitting these you know, wet socks that were passing for a baseball, uh, I think they were as hurt as anybody. We saw you know story go off the other night. I think they're going to be helped as the weather warms up. Um, and presumably, and Eno Saras is the athletic, has been all over this, but there's a notion that the, human, the new humidors will actually help offense as we get into the summer months. If that happens, the Red Sox will be a big beneficiary. Makes sense of the AL Central for me, Joe. Like, what is – is it the Twins? we got a lot of people from Minnesota that like the show, watch the show, excited about the Twins. But the White Sox are still around. Like, they're coming on. They just got a big injury. What, what, what do we make of this division? It's, it's what happens when you only have two teams that are actually trying, right? The, the Tigers aren't trying. The Royals aren't trying. The Indians have basically squandered all of their good pitching development by trying to run an $8 payroll. I think the budget for this show is higher than what the Indians are playing, paying players. I shouldn't maybe, say that. Maybe, I, know, I know Dave maybe. money. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's the situation where, you know, the White Sox came into the season. They didn't really do a whole lot this winter. They came off the 90, you know, it was an 88 win season last year. They expected to be the favorites and they didn't have a lot of internal depth. Well, all of a sudden now you lose Eloy Jimenez, you lose Lance Lynn, you lose Lewis Robert for a lot of the year. Now it's Tim Anderson and you just don't have a team behind them. So the top 12 to 15 roster spots for the White Sox, as good as anybody in baseball. But they're missing, you know, four to five of those guys at any given time. You know, Liam Hendricks hasn't been that great at the back end. That's hurt them as well. A lot of little things have gone wrong and created this opportunity for the Twins. Now, now the Twins went out, traded for Sonny Gray. He's been hurt for a lot of the year. Um, you know, they traded for Chris Paddock. He's actually out for the year. So there's a thing where somebody has to win this division. Um, it's probably going to be one with 84, 85 wins. Mm-hmm. I think the Twins can get there. I just, I do think that the White Sox, once they get healthy are really a 600 team and they'll show that down the stretch. Joe, less for me, the San Diego Padres have obviously dealt with a lot of injuries here, but 
they've been a pleasant surprise as we get into the summertime months. So we get past the 4th of July and we get some injuries. Some of these guys coming back for the Padres. Uh, can they make any noise in the national league? Well, I would have said a year ago that the giants couldn't make noise in the national league West and they ended up beating out the Dodgers. Right. So I don't want to completely dismiss the Padres, but I just, I still look at that Dodgers team as this incredible dynastic team. That's going to win 105, 106 games. And I don't think the Padres with their offense as currently constructed can get to that. I think the Padres are the most likely team to be the number four seed in the national league, which gets them the wild card and home field advantage in that first series. Can they catch the Dodgers? It would require the Dodgers to go through a fairly significant number of injuries, which they've done in the past. But I just, as much as I like what the Padres have done, you really got to like that rotation. Gore has stepped up. They've got a lot of great pitching. I just don't think they can score enough runs to really scare the Dodgers. Joe Musgrove, another former pirate, doing <laughs> great things for, for San Diego. All right, Joe, before we go, uh, one, tell the people where they can find you and, you know, your newsletter and all that. And two, last one for me. I have this Ranger hat. Not wearing 1940. it. 1940. Yes, I remember 1940. Can this team win the Stanley Cup, Joseph? Is the city excited? Can they actually do this? The city is going nuts. I actually basically follow the Ranger games just by watching baseball and listening to my neighbors. I live just outside the city, but everybody's watching the game. Everybody's psyched for it, so it's kind of cool. Um, I grew up an Islander fan. I grew up during the dynasty years. Dennis Potvin was my guy. Oh. you know. And I got to say, I don't follow hockey the way I did back then. Although this year's NHL playoffs, guys, they've been absolutely unbelievable. Oh. So I got to tell you, I'm, I'm rooting basically for whoever's playing the Rangers just because in my heart, I'm an Islander guy. And I don't want to see job. the Rangers win. 1994 oh, was terrible. I hate it. I remember watching them win in 94, beating the Canucks. It was awful. It was just a miserable guy. So <laughs> – uh, yeah, losing the 1940 chant actually hurt a lot. You know, they can still say pot. Well, I don't, I don't say that on your air, but uh, oh wait, you cursed earlier. Right? You can so say yeah. whatever the hell you, you want, Joe. You say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, they can still go pot van sucks in the blue seats, but I can't say 1940 anymore. So, so that's frustrating. That's but, fine. Uh, but I chanted 1940 that Penguin game for for an hour and a half the, the second <laughs> period on back in 1991. It was great. Where where's the, where do they find a newsletter? How do they get in touch with you to subscribe? Because you write one of the best baseball newsletters in the world and people if you like baseball you 100 should subscribe to joe's newsletter thanks dave um i've been writing about baseball for half my life now as one of the founders of baseball perspectives i've written for si for espn pretty much everybody over the years now i do most of my work in the joshi and baseball newsletter which just passed its 12th birthday um i definitely have a stat head perspective but i come at it thank you matt uh as a writer uh if, if you're not that into the stat head stuff trust me you'll enjoy the newsletter check it out at joshian.com also follow me on Twitter at Joe underscore Sheehan, where I tweet out stats and facts and occasionally get into stupid arguments because, well, that's Twitter. Awesome stuff. Get Joe, thank you for the time, man. Thanks, we'll do it Joe. again soon, all right, man? Thanks, fellas. Take care. Joe Sheehan joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book, talking baseball with us. Always good to get the, the little chat on the ball field going here as we head towards the summertime months. All right, let me ask you. Phillies fired Giardi today. Right move this early in the year? No, but I mean, they're panicking. It was yeah. a great question you asked him, and Joe said it. Of course, the Mets' hot start is like, whoa, there's there's seven playoff spots in the league now. We're right. not going to get one. We can't. I mean, I don't think we can catch them, but we may not make it at all. We signed the all MVP. These guys. Yeah, and the MVP of last year. You set the bar. It's just it, it always what happens in life, right? You, you know, people often say that your mindset dictates your mood. How do you wake up in the morning? If you wake up in the morning and you're miserable and you hate life, 
and you hate everyone around you, well, your day is going to suck. You it get is. up, you get up and you're like, I'm lucky to be alive. I'm excited to get to do what I'm going to get to go do. I like where I am. I like my family. Let's go. And you have a more appropriate reaction or your day goes better because your mind is a supercomputer. Well, the Mets didn't really know how good they were going to be, but they wake up every morning going, let's go to work. <laughs> the Phillies set a bar really high and now they go to work and they're like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. We got to do what today? And it's just, they need the mindset change. They've got to get, they got to reset the, the computer and get back to thinking about exciting baseball and playing. And cause they put the bar and they're so far below it. Someone's head's got to roll. And well, that was the manager this morning. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know if I would say this is an immediate fix. I know like in hockey, when they fired a coach, you bet on that team, that next game, there's okay. always an immediate bounce. And then you see the bounce. Um, I don't know how long it lasts. Like, you know, when Vancouver fired their coach in the NHL, this year, and brought in Bruce Boudreau, who immediately had respect, the team played better. And I mean, they made a nice run uh, in the second half and, I'm not saying the Phillies are going to do that. It matters if you can pitch. It matters if you can hit. Like the guy writes the lineup card and he changes pitchers here and there. But I mean, with the DH now, how much moves during a game? And Joe said he's one of the best in the dugout, 7 to 10 o'clock p.m. guys you got. But, but <laughs> it's not all that anymore. It's more not. to it. It's a, there's more to it. And yeah. Uh, the chat is coming up with the nickname during roll call Friday of Joe, the spreadsheet Sheehan. So I like Joe that the Nick. spreadsheet. I like that. So there's, there's Joe's. I love this by the way, with you guys doing this in a live chat, oh. I love that you, they're going to nickname every guest that we have. I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal and we'll have more. It, it, it motivates me to get more guests on because I want to see the nickname that the chat's going to come up with on YouTube. So right? I, I love that. So Joe, the spreadsheet, she had nice job out of Mikey. Awesome. I like that nickname a lot. I was going to go uh, with Joe, no pants, but I mean, Joe's spreadsheet works too. That that's yeah. fine. I, I, I love that. But I mean, it, you know, I look at Giardi and I look at, you know, when he, when he went there, I was like, okay. I mean, you know, I understand the point. I know what they're trying to do. Bring in a veteran guy who has experience, who has, you know, was in the broadcast booth and now goes back into the dugout trying to keep this team growing and progressing as they were. But, you know, you're going through Bryce Harper's, you know, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper and Mike Trout are the two dudes that I've been looking at for years now going, are these guys going to play for championships consistently? Are these guys going to wallow in their careers and be phenomenal and be individual superstar Hall of Fame baseball players and never actually get anywhere near winning a title. Like, I know they've they played for them and Trout's had chances, but like consistently, are they going to be on bad baseball teams throughout their career? Are they going to be more, on more teams under 500 than teams that actually were contenders to win it all? Maybe. Maybe. And that sucks. That's how it's, I, that's a, that's a, that's it's, it sucks. I mean, it's, it, you're, it, you're wasting it does, talent. It's, again... It is so hard to win one baseball game. And it's even harder to win more than you lose. Yeah, it is. It, I, okay, I, I give you that. And I understand your point, but Mike Trout chose to stay in Anaheim. Okay. He knew what the man, he knew what the franchise was. He well, knew what he they were going to do. They were going to bring people in. And they did. They went out and got Joe Madden. They went out and got Shoatani. I mean, they, they, they've done things that they've added Rendon. I mean, they've done things trying to improve and it hasn't worked. It just, it's upper management. It's, it shows you have to be a baseball team. You can't be, you know, a bunch of headline superstars. You got to have a team. You got to have depth. You got to have rotation. You got to have bullpen help. And they, and these teams just aren't built 
to win. And the Phillies aren't built to win. It's clear. They've got big headline guys. They got a softball team. A lot more to baseball than that. They got they got a lot of swingers. I don't know how many hitters they got. And they yep. certainly got a lot of guys that can play the field, but I don't know how many fielders they got. You know, like there's a lot right. of things. And then the bullpen situ- situation in Philly's been more than one year. It's been a it's been a hard thing. And like, so you see the Mets success, right? Joe mentioned it. Diaz fixed the ninth inning. They kept him. They didn't go get I'm like, he had to fix it or work it out. Now it's working. Show Walter. For now. For now. It's, it's working for now. <laughs> dot, 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 for now. Okay, let's. <laughs> exactly. It's still, it's still a dude who could be a gas can to a fire pretty quickly. At, at any point. At any yeah. point. And listen, they've played the majority of their games against the Marlins, the Nationals, and then the bottom of the NL Central teams. Like, they've played a lot of bad teams. Their June schedule, we look back um, at the June schedule, or no, the May schedule for the Red Sox, and we were hoping they would be 500 or close at the end, you know, June 1st. Watch the Mets schedule. They're on a they're on a road trip now. They're in L.A. I think they go to San Diego next, I believe. And then Anaheim. Like they have, they have a very hard schedule next ten days in June. They play the majority of teams they play are over five hundred. Some of the best teams in the National League. There's only, I didn't realize there's only six teams in the National League right now with a winning record. Yep. There's a lot of teams getting getting healthy off a lot of bad teams right now. The Mets are probably, you know, one of the leading candidates of the candidates of that. Baseball has a way of you are who your numbers say you are. Right now, the Mets are playing above that. Right. We'll see if they come back. To, don't forget, their season win projection was between 88 and 90. I don't think they're winning 100 games. They're on pace to do so right now. Hmm. Uh, one more baseball topic, uh, then we'll get some hockey. Yankees or the Blue Jays? Which team's hotter? I mean, both, but they're on fire. I, it's 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 crazy. And the numbers are this eight and two for the Blue Jays have won eight straight. Yep. Yankees are seven and three over the last 10. They've won three straight, but the Blue Jays are waking up. They are. The one thing we need to talk about with Joe, they're waking up. They're getting good pitching. Uh, they're hitting the ball. We're, we're seeing the Blue Jays now what we kind of expected that to start. You know, they, they started and were scuffling and, you know, weren't scoring runs. Now they are. Um, I, I mean, it's a pick 'em. I, I might make the Yankees a slight favorite because of the way they're doing it. And like Joe said, they're not the just the hitters. They're they're getting pitching. Nestor Cortez not only has the best mustache in baseball, he is the best second or third starter in baseball. I mean, his his stats are it's not ridiculous. gonna last. It's not gonna and, last. We're we're in June, P. Ralt. The numbers when, when he pitches, the Yankees numbers low. Like that's yep. like he's a play he's been great. On. He's been amazing. I just think come August, September, talk to me when he's got, you know, real pressure on him. He's gonna win big games, big series. He's on the I mean, maybe he'll be phenomenal. Maybe he'll be the guy. But I don't trust it just about yet. What do you think of Vladdy at 18 to 1 to win the MVP? Oh my goodness. I mean, he was the odds on favor going into the year to win the MVP. He's all the I, way down. Atani's, you know, two is plus two sixty. Judge's plus three hundred. Trout's plus four fifty. Jose Ramirez is twelve to one. Vlad's eighteen to one. Did you um, 
Did you see me on MLB Network at all yesterday? No, I saw clips of you and did not see you live. That's exactly time. what I went on and said. Hey, okay. We talked about the AO MVP market, and I said, guys, you're always asking about value and getting ahead of stuff. Bryce Harper won it last year, and it was a 50 to 1. Yep. I said, Vladimir Carrero at 18 to 1 right now. He hasn't even heated up yet. No. And the team said, is now the team starts heating up. If he if he heats up and they put pressure on the Yankees and it becomes a race, and we're talking about August and September baseball, and that's where Vlad's hitting bombs and driving in runs and keeping his team in competition. That's exactly what Harper did last year. That's how you win the MVP. Otani won it last year. And I mean, Irizarry said it yesterday. Uh, when we did it, the shine may be off a little bit. Well, pitching he gives a he gets hit the way he got hit by the Yankees. Yeah. So what I'm saying, he's I mean, like percentage wise, he's one of the biggest minuses money wise betting on. They don't win when he pitches; he gives up runs. Um, so that may go away. Trout, you're just waiting. He got hit with a pitch and looked like he's hurt. He's still okay, but you're just waiting for Trout to get hurt, miss, go on the DL, uh, the IL. I always do that. The injured list yes. <laughs> and. His numbers will drop. I don't want to say Judge is going to get hurt, but if he does, you're sitting on an 18 to one with a guy who is, he just shows up for work every day. Vladdy, you almost can count on the most out of all of those guys up at the top of that list to play in 150 or more games. I think there's value there. I mean, you know, and I hate these MVP markets, but I think you're right. I think, I think there's real value 18 to one. All right, let's talk hockey. So last night felt like when you go to a roulette table and you've got a, fr- a Friday night in Vegas and you got all of these coins, all Say of these to Mikey awesome. Mikey awesome was reported for duty and I forgot to, to mention him earlier, but he has to go. He's going to a theme park or something today in Virginia. Enjoy it. So we have this, in, you know, huge table. You got 10 people playing roulette. They're all yeah. over the board. Yeah. Nobody puts any dollars down on the two. Ball goes ding, 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 two. They come in, then they rake the whole table off. That sound click, 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 yep. click, 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 All click, of those, all everything that the, the gigantic, the, the dealer goes with two hands and just pulls every chip off the board because everybody wipes them all in and starts stacking them in the color yellows, yep. reds, blues. Bro. That's what that felt like with the Oilers under yesterday. <laughs> That everyone was just in with both feet on the over six and a half, seven, seven and a half. And the game goes way under four, nothing. I had the Oilers team total on top of that over three and a half. I missed both bets on that one. Oh, and two in that game last night. What happened to the offense for the Oilers? They had no jump. Pavel Francouz. They call him Frankie. It brought back the Reggie, Reggie, Reggie chance in my head. I'm watching this going, Frankie, Frankie. He was unbelievable. You saw what the books did, right? Come bet over seven. You yep. can lay 25. You can lay 30. You can keep betting it over. We're good. Now, when a the back- There's no way the books were anticipating that performance, though, from a backup goaltender. Absolutely not. But, <laughs> but they'll take number it. seven, and they'll take it, right? They're not going higher. That's a lot of goals for a game. And again, a lot of things have to happen. And both teams have to be complicit to get there. You can't have one team score zero or one, most likely not even two. That has to be 6-2 to get over seven if one team only gets two. 
the game was different. The game was tightened up. The game was buttoned up. The avalanche said, ain't going to be this way. We're not playing that way. All right. We got a little loose. We got a lead. We let them come back. We're not even letting them score. They couldn't get close to the net payroll. Mm-hmm. Edmonton was kept outside the circles for the majority of the night. The other thing that happened, that looked like an old school playoff game. There were no penalties. There was no penalties. There was like the the, the Avalanche played a very disciplined game. Well, there was. There was three in the first period, but they didn't score on any of them. They all, were all, all Colorado. They Colorado had three penalty, had three power plays in the first period. Exactly. Didn't do anything with it. Exactly. So that was the only calls, though. There was no. Yeah. I mean, the Avalanche don't have a penalty call until mid midway or late second period. Yeah. First penalty call on them. Yeah. And then they had was, two. It were called back to back. It carried over to the third period. Right. And they Oilers, played four Oilers, off four. Yeah. They couldn't do anything. I mean, they just couldn't do. It was just. And then Mike Smith had three shots that he couldn't see. Three nothing. Game over. It was just like that, right? It was fast. And yep. it's crazy. Two minutes, three goals in two minutes. It was bang, bang, bang. And that's what, I mean, everybody went, okay, like, here we go. Now here comes the over. But the Oilers weren't in play. They were. You know what we, we talked about, too, with Kemper. He was giving up rebounds, right? Yeah, none last night. I don't think Frankie gave up one. He looked like he had Velcro yep. on. Yep. Every shot that hit him, if it didn't hit his stick and he flicked it out, he held on to it. There was no second chances. And if there were, there was nobody for the Oilers even close to the slot. It was that performance last night made me say, I better get some more avalanche uh, futures. Like that team is well before last night, I said that what the winner of the Eastern conference was winning the Stanley cup. I felt pretty confident about it. Not so sure now because I was like, yeah, "Mm." to your, to your point. So for game three coming up tomorrow night, you know, I <laughs> got an email or sorry, a DM today from when I lived in Omaha, there is a uh, high school, the highest it's called the USHL. It's the highest level of minors in a, for, for amateurs yeah. in America. Okay. Yep. Omaha Lancers have been a long time, long time franchise. They put like, we had kids leave Pittsburgh to go play there. Correct. And they yeah. kids from Canada come down, yes. hoping to hoping to get scholarships. Yes. So they wind up going. It's a feeder system for the end for, for the. It's like an AAU, but you go. It's like Cape Cod League baseball, but it's going actually during the year. You go to high school in Omaha and Des Moines, and you play hockey. So I met a bunch of people and, and a couple of guys. A guy who remained nameless has climbed his way up as a coach. Sent me a DM this morning, and said Matt Oilers aren't winning a game. Nope. Said this is a sweep. This is a monster mismatch. Here's what I'm telling you right now. He's like, just go ahead and game three. It's like minus 130 for Colorado. It's a bargain. Everyone's thinking that this is the game the Oilers get. The Oilers are going to get game three. Yep. They're not, they're not going to get a game. Do you agree? No. I mean, I think if the Oilers get a game, it's this one, but it's the yeah. only one. I've seen this game three bet. I've seen it many times. Um, Last night was such a dominating performance and was with a backup goalie. Right. But, the, but again, the team believes and they, they, they made the adjustments. They stifled the Oilers. Connor McDavid didn't have much room to operate. And Evander Kane lost his mind. Evander Kane was playing so undisciplined last night. He was so yeah. frustrated and mad. I mean, they got him taking dumb penalties, 
elbows. Which led to more power play chances. It is exactly what the Avalanche needed to do or want to do. Edmonton has to change. They cannot play that way again at home. But if they get down and that crowd turns a little bit, they start putting more pressure on themselves or they get down. Listen, three-goal deficit, I've seen it blown many times in hockey in the regular season in the playoffs. I used to say three-nothing leads, the worst lead in hockey because I've seen so many times. Yeah, three-nothing because you relax because they score a goal and you're like, yeah, we still got a two-goal lead. And then before you know it, they score another goal and now it's 3-2 and they're like on your heels and then boom, it's 3-3 seen it so many times. I just know even from playing, like 2-0, right. you're still playing the same way. 3-0, there's definitely a, a lot of foot off the gas. There's just a kind of even with a goal, you're like, all right, right we're fine. Feel, we're fine, yeah, right. We're yeah. not fine. Um, I agree with your boy, though. Like, like this is five-game series. This is that Edmonton ain't winning in game five. They better win both and try to extend a series. But them winning in Colorado – I think it's off the board. I think they showed the matchups last night, the second change and all that stuff. But it was 0-0 for a long time. You just felt like, geez, if Edmonton could get one, okay. Right. But they were just they were so out of sorts. They had an injury. They went down to 12 players. They were going to get caught with too yeah. many men on the ice. So it was a power play that went right. To, I mean, it felt like they weren't – I don't want to say, like, you know, you talk about levels to this thing. It just felt like Colorado was on a different level. Like, they're just a different – type of team that you've got McDavid and you've got dry settle and you got these players, but like the drop off is so far from these upper echelon all-stars that Edmonton's ahead of schedule that you can just see that they're not, they're going to be a, a factor in the West for a while, but they got to fix the goaltender. They got to fix defense. They need to bring in some more high profile players that know how to win who have been there before. And they're up against a team in McKinnon in Colorado that have had this big, huge spotlight on them for the last three seasons going, when the hell are you guys going to win? Like what is going on? And now they're two wins from the cup final. It's, I think this is a too big of a task here. This is too big of a, of a mountain. I mean, all I got to do is win game three. Just, 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 they got to win Edmonton game. or Colorado Edmonton. They got to win game three. Yeah, they have to win Game Three because if they don't win Game Three, the series is over in four or five. It's done. Yeah, I'm on. I'm going to take Colorado. I think that they win. I'm on, I'm getting a real short price on the on the Abs in Game Three, minus one thirty. That we're not going to get a price like this again the rest of the series. Um, I mean, even if they win, they're not going to be much higher than this. You don't think so in Game Four? Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm. It'll be it'll be close to the same. It'll be close to the same. Barring any changes with goalies or anything like that. Listen, Mike Smith just needs to, you know, can't have that lapse. He had a lapse. They gave up a couple of extra chances. It's not all his fault. No, but But Mike Smith's going to be Mike Smith. (laughs) It's just, it's just that, that we need that game that we got from Frankie for the avalanche last night for Mike Smith. He has to have that game where he's going to make 46 saves and they're going to win the game. 4-1, 3-1. 4-1, 3-1. I don't want to upset Bonvi, but man, backs against the wall. Edmonton's going to respond. Edmonton, first five, ten minutes of that game, I'm telling you, they're going to have a lead in that game. They're going to have a lead in game three. Whether they hold Over not, seven? We'll you going see. over seven again? You willing to go that far? Oh, man, I wish we could get the, the referee assignments uh, like we do in the, in the NBA. Right. Because 
it's totally dictated right now, this series, predicated on a power place. I mean, if there's going to be a lot of power plays called, I want the over. If they're going to call close like last night and limit the, the number of power plays, I want the under. Is it seven flat? I didn't even look yet. It's seven flat. Yeah. Most books are at seven flat for this game. So, I mean, it could tick up to seven and a half by the time we get there. I think the public's going to come in and bet the same thing saying, okay, that was a fluke game. You know, we're just going to go ahead and bet the over on this. And I don't know. I mean, it's giving me pause because the defense for Colorado is going to be the big question mark. I know, I know the abs can score and I know Mike Smith is good for three goals minimum to give up. My question is, are the Oilers going to be able to, with the last change, can they get the mismatches that they need to get the open net shots, the open, get the puck into space to allow McDavid and company to go to work? They had no room to operate last night. They couldn't find passing lanes, shooting lanes. There was no odd man rushes. There wasn't anything where you were like, all right, there's the momentum. There's how they got back in the game in game one because they were able to push tempo and get the game into a place where they felt like they could take advantage of mismatches. Couldn't do it last night. Very responsible defensive effort by the Avalanche the entire game, even when it yep. was 0-0. When they got up 3 nothing. I mean, they were playing lock. It was, it was, there was no, there was nothing. There was no space. There was no rebounds. And like I said, Kane was trying to goad people into penalties and they weren't even buying that. They, right. they, they looked like they were a Stanley Cup team last yep. night. In that well, yeah. That looked like a cup winning team. I, I would agree with that. That was yeah. like, okay, both ends of the ice, offense, defense, uh-huh. take advantage of the opportunities, capitalize on mistakes, but not go and overextend ourselves to get ourselves into a place where we could be taken advantage of on a counterattack. Very, very impressive. Seven flat means minus 110 on both sides for people that don't know. They're okay. in the chat or watching the show for the first time. First game was seven under minus 35 close. Yesterday was seven over minus 30 or 35 close. Seven flat right now. Where's this game close tomorrow? Six and a half. Ain't no chance they're getting off seven. No way. Really? No. No chance. They're going to need. The, I think the, the, they're going to need. I think the they over. might need. They meet. They might need the over tomorrow night. Seven under twenty-five or seven under thirty. You think it, it closes? Thirty probably. If you, you think if, it if goes that much, if you're saying they're not going to, if it's not going to go down, they're not going to move the number. No way. So I mean, I think I think the I think right now I think most people will do what will bet what they saw the last game. Right. So they'll say, oh, for nothing. Oilers can't score. Oilers can't do anything. I don't care about changing of venues. I'm going under. Right. I think they're going to need the over. Be interesting. I think yeah. I think the bad guys are looking to play it. They're looking to play oh. the Oilers. The Oilers? Wow. I think they're looking to play the Oilers. Yeah. Just just watching it and knowing what I know. I see first it like period over over one and a half goals in the first period. Price might be really right for that. Yeah, I, I feel more comfortable if I'm betting a total. That that's the total. That's the period that I would want. Over, over one and a half in the first period. We'll know what the second period is going to be like. I mean, I'm telling you, if you don't think a goal is going to be scored in the first couple minutes, I right. watched it last night on Sports Grid. It went from seven to six to five and a half. To well, it went from seven to six and a half after two minutes, and then it was six and a half for a couple more minutes and then it went to five and a half. And when it moves, the under is plus one fifty because it's moving the number down. So the over has to be juiced. They started at a ridiculous number. Minus one seventy is the first move with the price. So you can take plus one fifty under 
So I had under six and a half, under five and a half, and under four and a half, all at plus 150. Wow. So then I just waited till it got to plus over four and a half, minus plus 150, locked in. If it would have fallen five, we'd have been going to Sizzler. <laughs> would have been good. All right, Tampa Bay tonight. Game two on the road at the Rangers. Oh, my goodness. Do you call this a must win for the Lightning? No. Okay. No. They don't have to win this game to win the series. Um, Boy, I think they do. They can go I home and win do. both games. Yeah, I, 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 I think this is – if you don't win this tonight, I will – remember, we talked about Colorado playing championship caliber hockey, Stanley Cup winning hockey. I need the Lightning to play championship – Stanley Cup winning hockey tonight. And if they do, they win this game. I'm more concerned with the total. I I'm not touching it tonight. Uh, it's staying, so hard, isn't it? Staying far away from the total in this game. <laughs> I want no part because 6-2 six, two, six, two feels like the outlier for the entire series from game one. I don't think we see eight goals again in this series. I don't think there's a chance in hell we see eight goals again. All right. Yeah. They got Vasilevsky the first game. Igor's playing tremendous. I think this is a toss-up as far as the side. Yeah. I, I mean. Actually, I disagree. I, I, I have a pretty strong play on the, on the side. Do you really? Yeah. Well, I mean, have the Rangers lost a home playoff game yet? The they haven't lost at all to Tampa. The they haven't lost at all yet to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're 4-0 against Tampa, so it doesn't matter. All season, 4-0 all against season, Tampa. All season, 4-0. Yeah. They won all the home games against the Hurricanes. Yep. They won game five and seven yep. and two. And we so had the same thing. And the Hurricanes had the same line in game seven against the Rangers and lost. Right. So, so it was it was eight. I think they're eight and one at home in the playoffs. So Cal DGM, please check my 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 numbers, please. He's the head of research for the DVP <laughs> at SoCal DGEN. Um Tampa hasn't lost in a playoffs 17 and 0 after a loss. Vasilevsky. They're only minus 125, minus 130. I mean, this got to be the play on Tampa. It's coming well, down in places. Circus at 117. Westgate's wow. at minus I got, Okay, I got 122 last night, so it's going down. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I, I I got – that's what I played last night at Circa was 122. I got the Rangers, man. What do you make of the goalies tonight? I mean, do, do they play better? I mean, Igor played well, gave up two goals, but there were, you know the game was already in hand when he gave up the second one. Vasilevsky going to stop some, you know, he gave up a couple of goals. He normally does not give up. Correct. In game one. Oh, I think you get his best performance tonight. Okay. You saw 0-0 after the first period last night in Colorado, in Edmonton. First period under tonight, other one and a half. I don't know what the price is, but that's got to be a play. I, it better be. And if it's not, this series goes on its head. <laughs> and I'll have no and I, and I won't have any idea what's going on with this series. If it's two, two nothing or one one after one, I'm just going to be like, I don't know what I'm watching. Like this is not what I thought was going to happen. Well, that's the all. margin, right? I mean, eight, three goals in the first period ain't happening. It's either two, one or zero, and we get under one and a half. If the price isn't too egregious, I think you could play that. But I think this looks like last night's game, which means it'll be perfect. It'll probably be three two after one. There'll be five goals scored, penalties all over. I mean, we'll just throw our hands up and go, what are we watching? How is this even possible? That's it. This is going to happen. But I 11 14, Farah. 
Nobody yeah. said shit twice. <laughs> twice. We'll, we'll have, <coughs> excuse me. We'll, we'll have more uh, on on this game during Better to Book It. So we'll we'll hold we'll hold that up here today. So all right, time now for the Circus Sports schedule of the day. Our team of the day, the New Orleans Saints. We'll get to oh their win total here in just one second. But the Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Circus Sports and the Circa Million Four Football Handicapping Contest, the most exciting football handicapping contest. Back for another year, Circa Million Four will deliver $6 million in guaranteed total prizes, $1 million to the first place prize. This contest, once again, will not take a rake and any extra fees. We'll go right back into the prize pool. Each player makes five picks in pro football against the spread each week, each one worth one point each. Player with the most points at the end of the year will win at least $1 million. Entries to the contest are $1,000, max of three per player. Test your skill this season against the best football handicappers in the world for your chance to win $1 million. For more information about contest rules and sign up information, log on to circusports.com. Are we doing a team together this year? We have not discussed this. You and I. I mean, I just assumed we were, but. So did I. So I just, I, I said it on the show on Wednesday. I just need to declare it to make it public that we would be doing a circuit team together because we haven't done one yet. Papa Bear and I have done it for years, but it feels more natural to do it with you this year. Yeah. On the show to have our, to do, I mean, our conversations last, the last time we, when we did the, the, the reboot for the Westgate contest, <laughs> uh, two, last year, two years ago, what was it? Two years ago, right? Wasn't last season. It was a season. Before. Two years ago when, when, we, when we did that, you could have, that was a show in itself. Oh, like our, our conversations breaking down those games where, where you could just record it and put it up for a podcast. <laughs> that was the show. Which we might do. Yeah. So it was, uh, I was fun. I, I, I really enjoyed that. that. That was a lot of fun. That's going off, going through the entire football schedule. We broke down every game. I gave my plays. You gave five, your five plays. We went through and talked about where the, where the value would be, what the angle is, what to play, why. It, it was, was a lot, lot harder than it, it probably most people would think it is. Um, but it was fun. Yeah. And, you know, we finished, what did we finish? A half game out of the money, one Stuck. game out of the money. One one pick. If we had flipped one bet, if we, we had picked one game differently that we missed. We missed on the, the Steelers, Steelers game. They that was rescheduled. Tuesday. Yep. They played it on Monday. the time. Yep. And we, we got a been loss in the for money. that. Yep. We would, would have been in the money. If that, if that oh. didn't happen, we would have been in the money. Yep. <laughs> That's started the COVID thing with me and why I started to shrink my unit size and shrink my betting in COVID because it's like, that's not fair. Like we, we lost, you know, we lost a, a couple of nickels on that. That wasn't, that, that wasn't fun. Didn't yes. enjoy that. Boy, that wasn't fun. Saints win total eight and a half. Under juiced minus 120. You like Jameis Winston? I think he's great to watch and a lot of fun. I don't know if he's going to take him to over 500 in the playoffs, but um, I do. I think Jameis can win football games. I think Jameis can lose football games. We saw him lose the last time he was a starter in Tampa. He did everybody right who was betting against him. He he, he lost a lot of football games through picks, a lot of yeah. overs. Betting Jameis usually bet betting over. Uh, let's go through the schedule. I don't know. My first thought is under, but well, look, we Dennis Allen, the new head coach coming over. He's a defensive minded guy. We know this team can play defense, but they're in a very tough division opener at Atlanta win or loss opener at Atlanta win or loss. 
What's the number? Uh, hold on, I got it right here. Two and a half. Open Saints at Atlanta. Saints favored four and a half. Four and a half. Wow, minus two hundred five on the money line. Jeez, Dubsy came on and said the Falcons were going to win more than five games. You think he's crazy? Is this one of the games the Falcons win? No, it is I'll, not. I'll I'll say Saints win this game. Yep, one to zero. Tampa at home, lose. It's funny though. Tom Brady has a losing record to the Saints. I know. This is this is this, they could win this, this game. This is the team. So this is the, the, I think, to be honest with you, I think this might be the actual entire bet, this game. Well, they do go you think to, they split? They don't go to Tampa and win most likely. No, but if they win at home against Tampa, they I think the Saints beat the Falcons and they beat, they could open 2-0. and If they open 2-0, and that's where they, they're going to get to nine wins. Right. So my, I, as I was going down the schedule, I was like, huh. That game at Tampa being as early as it is, is really a bad thing for them, but it might be a bad thing for Tampa too, because Correct. Tampa doesn't play well against New Orleans. Correct. The Saints, Saints fans are going to be fired up for that game. So I think there's a shot. They open up two and zero. Oh, there's definitely the- a shot. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's one and one, but depending how the schedule goes, I may actually give them the game at Tampa as a win. I don't okay. know. I mean, right. They did it last year. You remember right. Tampa was yep. a huge favorite. They shut them out. They won a the game nine nothing. and didn't even score a touchdown. With Matt, with, yeah, right, yeah. With uh, who was it? Was it Jameis that game? Who played quarterback no. that game? Um, was it Taysom Hill? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. At Carolina, week three. Ooh, loss. No, mm. they're gonna stink. Carolina's got so many problems that they're, they're filing bankruptcy right now with that Rock Hill practice facility thing in South Carolina. Panthers are a mess to me. That's a win. I think they they could open up three and zero if they beat Tampa. They're going to be three and zero. Okay. Overseas to London against the Vikings. Loss. Yeah, I think that's a loss too. So back home against Seattle. Win. I agree. Four. Home for Cincinnati. Loss. Agreed. At Arizona. Loss. Agreed. Home for Vegas. I'm going to say win. Okay. I'm saying loss. I think the wheels are coming. This is where the wheels come off. Home for Baltimore. Loss. At Pittsburgh. Oh, tough game. What's the date of that game? Uh, November 13th loss. I have it as a win. Okay. So I have them as five. I got home, home for the Rams. Boy, this is rough stretch for them. Loss at San Francisco. Oh, damn. Oh, they ain't going on a road and beating them. No way. Loss at Tampa, December 5th, Monday night football. I got, I got to give them. I got to give them the win because I gave them the loss at home, right? Did I yeah. say they would beat Tampa at home? You said you'd split it, so you gave Tampa the win in September. Okay, so I'll, I'll give the Saints the win. That's five. Cool. Bye week in week 14. Okay. Not good. Home for Atlanta. Win. Agreed. I'm at six. At, at Cleveland. In December? Yeah. Christmas Eve. 
Hey, winning that game, loss. I don't know. I think they win that game. I think okay. Cleveland's going to be a disaster. I have seven. I have six. At Philadelphia, January 1st, New Year's Day. I don't think they win that game. No, it's a loss. Home for Carolina and the year. Win. Me too. So there you go. It's going to be tight. I got seven. I have eight, and it's eight and a half. Under juice? Minus 120 to the under. It'll be tight. I think they get eight. I think that that, that probably I, – I think there's a Michael couple of – Michael Thomas playing? Yes. That's why I like That's why I like them to win some games. You've got Thomas back. You've got Kamara back, and you've got Winston who can – if he stays healthy. They have an offense. You've got a defensive-minded coach coming in. You've got a good defense, veteran guys. You have a great home field advantage. Tough place to play. It's a coin flip for me. I, I could see them winning nine games. I, I, could, I could talk myself into them, into them winning nine. Look at it's, this. Kevin Roper just yep. chimed in from the chat. I'm a Saints fan in Mississippi, yep. and I have to say this season is going to be really interesting, to yes. say the least. Kevin, is that over or under? Interesting doesn't pay. I need an over <laughs> or under. You come to the window and say, hey, Dave, this is going to be an interesting season. Which way does that mean? Well, I think I think I think what he's saying is he could. If you say it's interesting, it means you don't know exactly which team shows. Because look at no Chris Olave getting drafted by New Orleans is really interesting. Okay, yep. so they've got a playmaker wide receiver to go along with Jarvis Landry, main Michael Thomas. Yep, Callaway comes back after the injury. You have Alvin Kamara who does everything. Mark Ingram is still there. You've got a decent offensive line. You guys, have, you know, say to put some money into the offensive line to protect the quarterback. You've got Winston who has proven last year. I was on the over for the saints win total right. because I believe in Winston. I like right. Winston. He got hurt and everything went to shit. So he can't get hurt. Andy Dalton's the backup. Ian book is the third string. Oh, Ian book is goodness. a disaster. He sucks. Andy Dalton is the backup. Correct. So you don't have much behind Jameis. So if Jameis stays healthy and hopefully he recovers from the knee injury and he's okay. But I mean, Jameis Winston at times last year was playing extremely well. He had 14 touchdowns to three picks last year. Okay. He had a really good start against Tampa. They beat on the, on Halloween. They beat Tampa 36, 27 in that game was the game that he got hurt, but he was playing really well. I mean, he beat the Patriots 28, 13, in that game where he was 13 of 21, they ran the ball and played really well defensively. I mean, the team, when he was, when he was in this, in, in the starting lineup last year, they were good. I mean, they were off to a, whoa, what six and two start with Jameis, with Jameis at the quarterback spot. So, I mean, everyone I've talked to who's close to Sean Payton has said that the reason why a bunch of reasons why he, Sean wanted to get out of it, but he didn't like the quarterback thing after drew Brees. He was really concerned about having what the team was going to be able to do, but you know how drew Brees walks away. It was time for him to walk away as well. I still think Sean Payton is coaching in the NFL next season. It'll work yep. for broadcasting this year. And then he'll go coach next year and he'll be the highest, most coveted coach in the NFL. Cowboys are, are the odds on favorite. If they don't win the Super Bowl this year, Sean Payton's going to be the coach of the Cowboys next year. You you cannot talk me off of that. That is, is Alvin Kamara. The chat's lighting up with Alvin Kamara being suspended possibly for six games. Yes. Right. Yeah. Hold on. I, I, that's that go, I mean, that's that a, a big piece. It is, but is that official done? No, but that's what they're talking. So, uh, let's see. I mean, if he's suspended for significant amount of time. I don't, I mean, look, 
Uh, let me see. I have not looked at that. Um, it's been pushed back. Let's see. Late April, it was pushed back to August. It's a legal case that's pending against him right now for a battery review. Um, happened here in Vegas. That's right. It happened yeah. Here. The Pro Bowl weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. It happened here. It happened yeah. here in Vegas. Um, uh, on the 25th of April, the attorney for Alvin Kamara told the Las Vegas Review Journal that we received video evidence transcript. We received some additional discovery late last week, pushing that there's a brawl in February that people need to investigate and look into as to what Alvin Kamara did do here in Vegas. So, uh, Kamara told the police he punched a man who was running away and said he thought the man had done something to someone in his group. Right. Police said the footage did not show the man running away, but rather attacked by Kamara and other men. So I guess the video will play out here as to what, the, but I don't think that's a six game suspension. I mean, they haven't suspended Deshaun Watson yet for a game. And a 23rd woman came forward two days ago. So I don't know. Six games seems to be, maybe they give him six. He'll appeal. It'll drop down to four or three. It's just how it goes. It's just how it goes. It is. It's just the, that's what the whole appeals process is when it comes to players getting suspended. Uh, who's running the ball? I'm like, we can, we know. The I'm okay. Quarterback. I am all right. I, I'm still, it doesn't affect me all that much. It does affect the first couple of weeks, obviously. It yes. The game that's what I mean. You got them winning yeah. out of the gate. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it doesn't affect the game against the Falcons to me. I think the Falcons are going to be bad. Falcons so are that, be bad. that doesn't change me on that. Falcons stink. Then, okay, Brady, maybe that, that game's the flip and they, they, they go one and one. But, right. you know, I, it doesn't m- dramatically impact the way I think the team plays out of the gate. All right. We'll see. Something it, to consider. I just, yeah, I just saw it in the chat. Yeah. It's a great you know. point. I appreciate the chat bringing that up. It's, it's a yeah. great point that Kamara could be missing a significant amount of time. But again, the first four games for the season is at Atlanta, home for Tampa, at Carolina, overseas to Minnesota. I have them losing to the Vikings anyway. And then I have them, you say, two and two. They can beat the Falcons and the Panthers on the road without Calvin Kamara if they have Michael Thomas. Long, right. long as Thomas comes back and Thomas is Michael Thomas, motivated, focused, fresh, healthy, how much they is got, a new coach that you know nothing about factor into this? Eh, a little, but it's more, I, I look at him fixing the defense and I know the defense is good. The offense is to me with Winston. That's my concern. I know they're going to play defense, right? I mean, I, I know Cam Jordan's getting after the quarterback. I, I mean, I, I know Marshawn Lattimore is going to lock down. I mean, I, I, I trust the defense for, for the saints to, to keep them in football games and not get it, especially at home. But it's the offense that I'm more looking at going, okay, what do you do? What's Taysom Hill's role? Is he going to be a tight end? Is he going to be a quarterback? Is he going to take Jameis off the field? That's my my bigger worries with a rookie co- coach is what do you do with a with an enigma like Taysom Hill? It's a real right. weird situation. If he plays quarterback, he makes $26 million. Right. And you so want to play quarterback from upstairs or, you right. know, yeah, play this saying, guy, don't right. play this guy, play him at tight end, play him at wide receiver. Don't, you know, let's list as a second start. string tight end. That's his new that's on the depth chart as a tight end. You know, you wonder what's going on there. I just know that was a source of discussion in the risk room when trying to come up with a season win number, how much guys weighed that, how much guys didn't weigh that. All these other shows that I do, like people ask me that question. 
I don't think it weighs into it that much. You just you you kind of look at it, and when you don't really know, I don't know this guy from Adam. He could come on the show right now and I have to introduce myself to him. I've never I have no knowledge whatsoever about his resume or where he's been. Yet he's think, a good coach. I mean, he's bounced around for years. Dennis yeah. Allen's been around for a long time, waiting for this opportunity. Yeah. Well, to become a head coach. So, I mean, he's now that he's there, he was uh, most recently, he was the D coordinator for the Saints. Um, he was the head coach for the Raiders for two years. Broncos defensive coordinator that was with the Saints before with the Falcons. So, I mean, he's been around for a while. And he's been around the Saints for a while. Yeah. Yes. They know like him. this is. Yeah. This is, I think that helps. Sure. I, you know, when you're around it, like you saw what happened with the Raiders last year. They take a guy who's been around, been around it, yep. has the respect of the room, knows what he has to do within that organization. I, I, I like that. It's fair. It's, 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 it's a decent point. All right. Before we say goodbye to our friends on yep. sports, Grid, let's do our props, but uh, our props.com story of the day. Yes. Mets and the Dodgers tonight, go back to baseball for a second battle for the best teams in the national league. We've got Bassett against Anderson going here tonight off the sweep Mets Dodgers. What do you make of this game tonight? And I mean, is it an underplay in this one or did you lean towards the home favorite Dodgers? Oh, let's see. What's the number? 155 Ooh. plus Man, 135 was, for the Mets. It was higher yesterday and the game stayed under. Bass and Anderson. Point out in this article that was written by our own uh, Jim Barnes, which I did not realize. You know, the Dodgers are 26 and eight straight up over the Mets over the last six seasons. Wow. Dodgers have been 13 and two on the road, 13 and six at home. Against the Mets, but thir- if I have a 26 and eight against the Mets over the last six years, that's ownership right there. I mean, my goodness. Sounds like the numbers against the Pirates, right? The Pirates just swept the Dodgers. <laughs> so, uh, um, my lean initially, it was yesterday on the Mets. Um, I would do it again today, but expect an under game again. Yeah, Lindor closed. Hammered. What, what do you? Have you ever shut a door in your finger? Um, it's been years. It's like the worst thing in the world. It's terrible when that happens. We shut the door in your finger. Like that happened to Lindor. The hotel, and we've all been in these hotels with big, heavy doors. And like, if you're putting your hand in the Wait in, in the door, you believe that? You don't buy that? How did? What did he do? I'd buy that. You can see the, I mean, I'm assuming you would see the nail. You will see what happened. You don't think he closed the door uh, on his finger. It's a very specific injury to report. It's not like he has a hand injury. It's Lindor closed a door. The hotel door closed on his finger and that's why he can't play. Okay. So you're not buying it. No, really? Maybe I'm skeptical. On it, so why do you think he's out? Much. Well, no, I think he hurt his hand. What? Punching something? The door. On his hand himself? On his finger? Yeah. You never closed a door on your finger? I've done that. I've closed a, a car door on my finger. I've closed a hotel room door on my finger. Just a mistake. Ah. Uh, all right. Wow. wow. I, I, I mean, I've heard some crazy baseball injuries. And the better the story, you know, I mean, it could happen. Maybe it did. But, yes, it is the worst thing. How about did you ever – 
did you ever catch the kid's hand in a door yet? That I've not that. done, and I do not want to ever do that because that's that, going to be not. I'd fun. rather break my hand, yes, myself, yes, than slam or have the door shut on a kid's hand. You want to talk about pain for a dad? It's the worst thing ever. I've not done that. Knock on wood, I won't do that, but probably will happen at some point. <laughs> Might happen today after we just yeah, talked. Just, yeah, you know the way things are rolling sometimes. Yes, Might happen today. Hundred uh, percent. Dodgers are on a forty-four to thirteen run. What r- runs right now at home? <sighs> and six and two against the NL East. Damn. Want some, tr- want some trends in terms of where the Dodgers are doing to the NL East at home, outscoring them forty-four to thirteen at home. But they played the trash teams, right? Yep. Then played the good ones. Dodgers are six and one over the last six games at home against the Mets overall. Uh, the under is five and one in their last five meetings or, or in the last six meetings uh, in LA. Oh my goodness. So Ugh, one under play, under play. Under. That's my first thought. Dog and under. I don't know. This is a tough game. It's a good it's- game. The best game on the board today. It was a two really nothing, good game last night. I'm going to two nothing really last good. night. Yep. Yeah. Bassett, uh, four and two with a 3.66 ERA. Anderson, six and oh, with a 2.90 ERA. Both pitchers with a whip under one, two. Under. Now I'm already yeah. wavering. I might have to take the Dodgers. I, I mean, I've seen a line move. It's pretty much consensus minus 148. There's a couple 150s. But they're playing the Mets. I mean, Lindemann just moved it at win bet down to 147. Wow. I mean, you got to take the plus money. The situation, is, it, it just dictates. Like, I know what the bad guys are going to play. They're going to play the Mets. Two good baseball teams. Give me plus 147 or one, you know, any chance you can get a plus money on a team like the Mets, you have to do it. Somebody has to be favored. I just thought probably would make the line minus 130. Yeah, the Mets are the most profitable team this season in baseball, plus nine two units on the year so far for the Mets. Wow. Wait, wait 9.2 or it can't be 92? 9.2. 9.2. Okay. Yes, 9.2 units okay. on the year. So up nine units, basically. Over nine. You know how hard baseball team. betting is? That team's yes, playing, what, 600-something baseball? Well, I hate it. I, 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 it's absolutely. so hard. The best team in the money's up nine units. It's brutal. It's absolutely it's the most it's completely and totally brutal <laughs> to do this. I mean, it's just it's it's horrible. I mean, it's so hard. I hate I mean it's coming. The days are coming. It's gonna be here before I know it, right? I'm left with just betting baseball and I'm gonna cry. Gotta enjoy these hockey and basketball games while I can because July is tiptoeing real quick, right up to the window. And you go, hey, by the way. You're going to have to deal with this. I'm like, Our guy um, Stevie Mac just said he lost my ring finger nail from the bottom up, closing a door on his finger. See? Happens all the time to people. My eyes are watered thinking about how bad that hurt. So painful. Like, oh. just so, oh. so painful to do hey. that. And I, and, and, and it wasn't no How's part your of it. toe, by the way? A lot of people in the chat are very concerned about your toe. Healed up and good. Healed up and good. Uh, I have a parlay going, by the way, today. The Friday Don't Bet a Parlay Parlay. It's not part of Better to Book It because the Cardinals are part of it. I need the Cardinals. Three nothing down already to the Cubs. (laughs) Cardinals money line was a part of this. The the bet was 
over 11 runs in Colorado, which is, which is now becoming again, a launching pad between the Braves and the Rockies. Yeah. Money, uh, money line Cardinals, money line diamondbacks. Well, you could lock point. up the other two, right? This is what happens. Did you evolve the day game? This is a Friday move. People used to come in a book and do all the time. They wanted the Cubs game because it's the only game going on right now. Right. So they pick something and they put it with something else. Two games or three games, come up with a three game or four game parlay. Inevitably, when they lose the Cubs result, whether you have the Cubs or their opponent or over or under, and you have opposite, then, then what happens? You win the other two or other three. So I like your other plays over in Colorado. Yeah. Are people D-backs. listening to the show betting right now? It's steaming right now. <laughs> Westgate just moved. Offshore, two places just moved right now to the over in a Colorado game. Wow. Just hit refresh right now on my odd screen. It's moving right now. They're playing it. And what was the other thing? The Diamondbacks? Money lining at the Pirates. Their favorite. Minus 110, minus 115. I got 10 last night. It's 118 at FanDuel right now. Damn, son. Now you're picking games the night before and getting the steam moves. They're going to flag your account soon. So you've got that. You got uh, Arizona. If you want to parlay the last two legs where you can't, if you didn't parlay the first two legs over 11 and Diamondbacks money line is a plus 245 parlay at the moment. If you want to jump in on that for today, if you'd like, if you're so inclined sports grid, have a phenomenal weekend guys. Appreciate everything you guys are doing. It's really fun to be on with you guys. We love you. Thank you for the support. Join the BBB brigade. If you like at Boston versus the book on Twitter to follow us, we'll be back on Monday night following the Pat McAfee show on sports grid television, coast to coast, 11 PM Pacific time, 2 AM Eastern time, every weekday evening and overnight. Okay. Let's get to the bet prep prop of the day. And we're going into max freed tonight. We mentioned that game, the over that I like in the Colorado game, uh, max freed strikeouts over four and a half for max freed on the K's. We missed the prop yesterday on the hook. Grant Williams, only played 16 minutes at three boards rotation kind of got him out of the game because of how badly Boston played in the third quarter, but Max Fried at points bet Caesars minus one thirty four on him to go over four and a half K's averaging 5.7 games this year, eight of 10 this season. He's K'd more five or more and all of his last three games on the road, 6.7 K's per Freed averaging 6.1 uh, innings pitched for every uh, over his 10 games this year. Shortest outing was five and a third against April in April. So he is going Rockies uh, over the last three games have struck out an average of 10.6 times per game. Only teams with more strikeouts are Boston and Pittsburgh on the year. How do you feel about Max Freed over four and a half case? Seems a little juicy. Mm. Numbers are wide. It's juicy. Right. How many innings is Freed pitched today? Seven. No, oh. six. Okay. I like the over, so he'll give up five. This is the danger, right? If he only goes five innings, it's going to fall right around this number. Right. If he goes six, got a much better shot. If you could tell me he's going to complete six innings, I'd like over. So you're basically betting on him getting through the sixth inning. Um. I'd probably I'd probably shade this. Uh, if it was one ten, I'd feel better about it. I don't I don't feel great about laying thirty four. Do you like this? I like this, but I 
I won't bet this because I like the over. And so I actually need Max Fried to give up like six runs in the first right. two innings. So <laughs> like, so I, it's kind of, it's kind of a counteracting bet. If I, if I like Max Fried to strike out a lot of guys, he's going to be around for a while unless he strikes out like five in the first two innings and then gets torched in the third. Okay. Right. But I need Max Fried to be bad. Not good. Right. So. I am a little on the counteractive. Like this is going against, I bet the over because the Rockies have gone over their, uh, their win total, their, their run total in the last, uh, I think it's four of the last six games. They've gone to the over. So yeah. we're starting to see launching pad baseball again in Colorado. So I need launching pad baseball in this game. I haven't looked yet. Um, do the, do the Rockies hit lefties, uh, better or worse than it, it doesn't really matter at the moment. Okay. From what I saw last night, it was okay. just sort of like, Right now, anyone going to Colorado is getting hit. Of course, so. it's just it's just it's starting. You're right to 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 become. I mean, that's a big dog tonight. Cole is a big dog tonight, as far as the side, right? But Cole has been he's been giving up runs. I mean, yeah, I mean the Rockies win this game. Chad Cool is is it's Chad Cool is the guy that you want to, to have on the mound if you like overs, right? So, so maybe it's 10 runs, maybe it's 10, four, you know, maybe the, the, I mean, they won yesterday, 13, something, right? 13, three. I was a foul score? score yesterday. Uh, hold on. The foul score so yesterday. And with the other stuff, I didn't look at a lot of the scores of the games. It didn't matter to me. Um, Colorado yesterday um, was Thursday. Final score baseball was, um, da, 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 da. where is that? Where is that? Colorado game. Um, or was it, I guess it was the day before. I guess it was Wednesday. It wasn't yeah, they had an off day yesterday. Right? An off day yesterday. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, 14 to 1. Brommel Camp, Todd Brommel Camp's in the chat right now telling people he was at the place where the wind was blowing out. Does he mean if the wind's blowing out in Colorado, this is definitely an overplay for the game and an over? Yeah. Uh, I mean, but Todd did not. Todd's, but, I mean, Todd is, is in Eastern Iowa. Todd's our radio guy. He's in Eastern Iowa. So oh, is he? 15 hours from Denver <laughs> to 10 oh, hours from Denver. So he ain't talking about Denver. He's talking <laughs> yeah. about the Cubs game. Yes. He's talking about the Cubs. Talking about he, the Cubs game. He's Rumble two hours camp. from, he's two hours from Chicago. He's in the, he's in the, yeah, that's where he is. He's My close bad. to Chicago. He's not, he's, he's not on that. So All right. Time for better, better to book it being presented by Fliff, get fliff.com, the social sports <laughs> book. If you are, it's legal in your state. They'll give you 25 bucks simply for signing up. Get an account, no deposit necessary, 25 bucks into your account to do whatever you want using GetFlip. Promo code PROPS when you sign up, by the way. I keep on forgetting to mention that. They're yelling at me every day for that. Promo code is PROPS when you sign up. P-R-O-P-S. My bad on that. So I got to keep on remembering to do that when you sign up for getflift.com. Use the promo code props. That's how you get the 25 bucks. Somebody came at me yesterday and said, Hey, I got the, I got the app. Why didn't I get the free 25 bucks? And I went, I forgot to tell you about the promo code. So it's props promo code getfliff.com. All right. So do the parlay that probably is going to be dead. Tampa Bay minus 122 money line to save the year. Lightning outright win tonight. Betting it or booking it. Boy, this Frankie fantasy guy is going to come at us now because you're going to bet this Tampa and he's going to tell everybody after the fact that uh, the Rangers won again. So, oh God. <laughs> like all these Ranger fans, everybody's coming out of the woodwork. No quit in New York. Da, 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 da. We'll see if they quit today. They ain't going to quit. It's going to be a good hockey game. Um, I think Tampa wins tonight. 
I'd like the Vasilevsky number after a loss. I like what they've done. So, again, I think the Rangers can win a Stanley Cup. I don't think they can win tonight. I mean, they can win tonight before we cut the clip. I'm going back and forth. Don't think they will, but don't think they will win tonight. We'll see. Under? No, no play. Zero. Live, if anything, but I'm no play pre on this. I have no idea. (laughs) It's going to be a great hockey game. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm going to watch the entire game um, along with some softball and some other stuff. There's going to be a lot of things going on, but I will be dialed in tonight um, with the boys on Sports Grid while the game's going on. And then afterward, part of my favorite day, part, part favorite thing about today, which we'll get to here shortly, is when I'm done with the show and I can just sit and watch the game. It's so much fun. And that's when I get my apps open and I start doing stuff. Yesterday, Jessica had to tell kids, Daddy's watching the game with air quotes. He's working. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave him alone. Uh, and then all the Boston fans, including brother Owen, who was at the game last night, all can just go over to the other side of the bay tonight to go get the easiest ticket in all of professional baseball. <laughs> To go walk into the Oakland A's where there'll be you and a bunch of your friends wearing Red Sox gear <laughs> watching the Oakland A's tonight. Red Sox run line. Did you know that the Red Sox were there this weekend? Yes. Before today? Yes. Got it last night. Okay. Did you know last night before last night? Yes. So we could have a complete Bostonian versus the book Boston dream fan Weekend, we could go to the A's game for nothing yeah. and then completely go broke trying to get into the building for game two, which, by the way, the ticket might be affordable. If you want to fly up tomorrow morning and do Red Sox day game tomorrow or night game, go to the game Sunday night. I'll get it cleared with the boss. I have it cleared already. I'm I'll go with if, you. if you want to do it, I'll do it. I'm dead. I am a hundred percent dead serious. You just tell me if you want to do it, I'll do it. Can we crash at brother Owens? You don't want to crash at his house. Is it bad? He's a, he lives with three dudes. It's a four person house. It's not where we want to live. We're in our four. <laughs> we're in our forties. We do not want, we do. We do not want to stay in a frat house. That is legitimately a frat house. We do not want to stay there for one we're, night. We're working professionals. We don't need to stay there. We can hotwire a hotel for a hundred bucks and stay in a bed that's going to be clean and nice and actually have like somewhere we want to wake up to. Are you outing brother Owen? 100% I'm outing my brother. He's 26 years old, lives with three other dudes. They all work in tech. No thanks. No no, no worries. They all live in Oakland. Absolutely no way. Does brother Owen listen to the show? He does from time to time, but he, he'll know it. I Uh-uh. He can pick us up and drive us around. I mean, he can. He'll. He'll. Oh, that's you know. okay. Yeah, but I'm not staying with my brother. No way am I staying with my brother. Oh my god! Recipe for monster disaster. <laughs> monster disaster. <laughs> but Sunday night, I mean, it's it's the ticket for the for game two. I mean, it. He paid. I think he paid six hundred to get in last night. Oy. I mean, that's a, that's, I don't, I love sports. Okay. I, I do too, but six man, is a lot of money. Six is not something I'm, I don't feel necessary to, to shell out for a single game. 
not a championship <laughs> clinching game, not a game seven, not a game to watch something of a coronation, like not like <laughs> flight, food, airfare. I don't mind dropping a dime plus on it, but like it's got it. I don't know. Like it just seems to be if the tickets were like three, two fifty three, I'd be interested. But six for upper. He was in the fifth to last row in the building. He looked like he was high. He was so high. Fifth to last video, row. I was like, damn, I got a little bit queasy myself looking down. So like, yeah, you can't 600, even see 600 bucks to be barely in the building to barely be anywhere near just inside. That's what he paid to get right. Yeah. 600 bucks. Man, that's a lot. It's a lot of money. So we lay his Red Sox on the run line today. Yes. Oakland sucks at home. Oakland sucks at home. They're seven and 17. You could lay in the run line though. Yeah. Red Sox bats are hot, man. They are hot. They're hitting, they're hitting, they're hitting the ball. They're scoring. Valdi's on the mound. He'll be decent tonight. A's don't score. Cardinals just did though. Three, one Cardinals. Coming back Cardinals. in game. Go Cardinals in game. Get, get me a chance on plus that. One and a half plus Beautiful. money. Money line, big money line. So early in the game, it's a good time to yeah. bet those teams to give up a three run ball. It is, it is early in the game. Uh, um, I think I'm going to book this. Not personal. Seven and twenty. By the way, sorry, that's a record at home for the A's. Seven and twenty. You have the run line record handy. Uh, they are one game under 500 on the, on the run line. Red Sox are three games over 500 on the run line. 29-26 versus 26-27. Yeah. I would, I'm, I, I'm taking a run and a half. So I, I, You think it's going to be a one run? A one run? No, Red Sox are not going to win. If the Red Sox win, they win by more than one run. Oh, boy. Or the eighth win. Nah, you just put it on. Nah. Five, Red four. That's are Sox swinging. In They're extras. Swinging. Oh, gosh. Staying longer in that ballpark, boy. <laughs> no thanks, jeez. I can't, I can't believe you out of brother Owen said you ain't staying at his place even for free. No way, absolutely not. There's plenty. I mean, there's plenty of places <laughs> even nicer than that that I wouldn't stay in either. So, like, I as a 45 year old professional, I don't need to do the bachelor thing. I don't need to do the, you know. Go to bed at 2 a.m., wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning, and there's, you know, where am I? Why am I here? No, thank well, you. Hey, just need a place to sleep. Save a couple hundred. We use toward yeah. a ticket to the game. No? You, as I said, I can, there's all sorts of hotels you can stay in for 75 bucks. Like, you can stay, you can hotwire a hotel 10 minutes before you check in. It's going to be a buck 50. You get it for 70 bucks. <laughs> the internet age, man. We're in, we're in, we're in, the, we're in Oakland. Nobody wants to stay in Oakland. It's Oakland. And not even the A's want to stay in Oakland. <laughs> Nobody wants to stay in Oakland. So like it's not that hard. People listen to the show from Oakland. What do you do? They don't want to stay in Oakland either. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they, they know themselves that I want to stay in Oakland. It's Oakland. Oaktown. Come on. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's, you know, if you're young and you know, in your twenties, it's, it's this, you know, bougie place to live right now, but <laughs> it's the fun, you know, hipster place to live but i mean they all they all work for tech companies they don't go to work they all go to work they go in like twice a week they'll work from home it's a hell of a gig <sighs> overpay it's one of the most expensive places to live to in the country to live expensive to just go get do coffee. anything do anything there it's expensive Ooh. it's absolutely brutal so yeah all right we'll see what I mean, you, you tell me you talk to me after the show you tell me but i'm i'm game for most things when it comes to that but red sox a's Celtics game two, 
it's a hell of a sports weekend. Yeah. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, for me, it's just, it's Friday. It's the weekend. Um, we started softball practice. Uh, we, we did all that. Again, the favorite thing about today is the hockey game. Yeah. I can't wait to watch the hockey game tonight. I cannot wait. We got no NBA distractions. We got you and the rest of the Celtics fans living high today off a big win. We don't have to talk about it today. We got some decent baseball, but like you said, I mean, the, the Mets Dodgers is really the game of the day because it's between the competitive teams. There's a lot of good teams playing bad teams. There's a lot of bad teams playing bad teams. So the board today not really that exciting. Got a couple college softball games again. Somebody put it in the chat. Somebody put it in the um, on Twitter. I saw it, my buddy Dunlap said, watching high-level competitive college softball is one of the most underrated sports watching experiences you can have. It's true. What these girls are doing is awesome. And if you're, you know, you peel away from the hockey game a little bit today, take an eye. Keep, you know, put an eye on that. Watch a couple innings. The energy is incredible. And, uh, you know, there's some betting opportunities. You know, we had Oklahoma State yesterday. We told everybody on the show, hashtag BVB Brigade. Thank you. Hopefully you were on it in wherever jurisdiction you're at, if it's available to bet. Oh, let's hope they uh, they can keep that going. Let's put it that way. So I have a couple things uh, to quickly run in. One is a sports thing and one is a uh, personal thing. The sports thing is Saturday night, George Cambosis Jr., Devin Haney. If you like boxing, it's going to be a late night, 11 o'clock Eastern time, Saturday night. Haney's favored, minus 160. I like the over in Haney to win that fight. Cambosis' belt is up for grabs after Cambosis took the belts from Timo Fimo Lopez. Really interesting fight. I believe so, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a really interesting fight. It's a fight that I, Devin Haney, who spends time here in Vegas, you see him around. Uh, this is a big, big moment, a big fight for him. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this fight goes down. Cambosis by knockout or Haney by decision is most likely what's going to happen, in my opinion, with this fight. But uh, this division is extremely interesting. The Javante Davis and Tiafuma Lopez and uh, Lomachenko and everyone else in this division. It's I, I love this weight class and I, I'm very looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with this 23 years of age. Big moment for for Devin Haney to, uh, overseas in, in Australia. His father, it's kind of weird, his dad initially was denied a visa and he was there with a backup trainer and this morning had to fly to get, or, or last night, had to get, got a last second visa to fly to Australia to go watch his son fight. Saturday night. So dad will be in, in the, in the building tomorrow to watch his, his son fight. Who's 23. So it's a, that's a pretty big boost. I think that's a, from, that's awesome. That's a big yeah, deal from the Devin Haney side. We're so that fight flying to Oakland to go see the Red Sox <laughs> and the A's. This guy's flying across the world to go see his kid fight. That's fantastic. In, in a big fight. So that fight that from a sports perspective, my favorite thing about today is that we get to watch a really good fight tomorrow night in boxing that I'm really looking forward to seeing my, my personal favorite thing is, so I am redoing are we have like a upstairs we have a split level house upstairs i'm redoing a uh the office area it's got like a little like a nook area but madeline had a chance to pick out in the furniture store two months ago she picked out her new desk 
and her new setup for next school year. There you go. Because, well, because the furniture shipments, it's ridiculous right now. Like trying to get stuff, like you have no idea when it's going to show up. So we, I knew that. So I went and talked to my local furniture store that I shop at and they're like, it could be one month to six months before you get this stuff delivered. Correct. And I was like, six months? I was like, school starts August 10th. I'm like, can I get this stuff by August 10th? Right. And they're like, we really don't know. Like, just buy it. And it just, when it shows up, it shows up. It's like, all right. So yesterday, out of the blue, randomly, it's an L desk. Half yep. the desk, half the desk showed up <laughs> yesterday. And then this morning, all the accessories showed up. The rug showed up. The chair showed up. So now this weekend I get to put on, I get to spend tonight and Madeline like literally asked me before the show, it was nine o'clock in the morning. And she said, when are you doing the desk? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm on the air in an hour. And she's like, can you do it before the show? It's like, Maddie, it's a two hour project. Like this is minimum. Be, yeah. This is like a full on, like, I was like, I'll do it. Are you tonight. good building stuff? I'm okay at it. I'm, I'm not bad. I, I take my time as long I follow the directions. Uh, the, the thing that bothers me the most with all of these things is just that I feel like anything that has to be put together, I'm always like, eh, like suspect on the long term. <laughs> how, long, how long is it going to last? So it's like, it's always overpriced. It's always like the biggest markup. It's insane. And so I bought like this full like package, like this whole, like it has a, a, a lamp, a desk, a ch- an L desk, a chair, a rug, um, there's some oh, other, they other. saw you coming. You got everything. Well, it was always the desk was, I think the desk itself was, um, the desk itself was like six fifty, mm-hmm. And then the full package was like 900. Oh, that's good. So you got, so I was like, okay, that's I was like, I was like, all right. I was like, what the hell? Cause the chair was going to be another 150 bucks. Right. And they delivered it all for free. Yep. And I was like, all right, fine. All right. Deliver my house for free. Whatever. That's so, 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 so that's what I'm doing tonight. That's while I'm watching hockey. I will be building this desk tonight. Frustrated, I'm sure, at some point. Being got, at it. Sounds like you got a little Julia on your hands. You gonna build this desk for me before the show, Daddy? Like right, Madeline's exactly. giving you like she's asking you questions. Like, listen, I'll build it. It's June third. Yep. You don't need a and, desk right now. And half the desk is not even here. So it's not even the full desk. It's been only- explained because you're gonna be held to the fire. Like the whole desk is not here. Correct. Unless it shows up Does today. Does she know this? Because Correct. she's going to be disappointed. No, she, she she wants the rug down more than anything. She wants the rug in the chair. Uh, it's a spinny chair. So you stick oh. the rug in the middle of it. The wheels don't move. And then it's a spinny chair. So she just wants to spin and have it be like a, a bigger game. And she knows that like I'm building this room for her school year next year. So she has an area because I don't know how it is at your house. But like I get very angry when the kitchen table becomes the workspace. Like I don't like that we have homework and games and everything all over the table i want it like i want the table to be for the table i want the desk to be for the desk so it frustrates me on that Can't so that's over here i want the separation <laughs> of, there of no the separation two. yes it's when too you much you have multiple units for you guys like, i mean you got yeah. three at the house right now yeah. so that's fine like we got seven yeah can happen uh, we it's barely tough. eat at the damn table <laughs> so that's everything else yeah, so that's my that's why I bought it because I want it to be um I'll a get her a new merch space. Yeah, and I'll get her a new computer and so like oh, and like yeah. she she got all A's last semester. She got one B the entire year of second right. grade. So like I want to keep that 
momentum going and keeping her motivated and, 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 and looking forward to it. So right. yeah, I'll be putting it, putting that thing together. So guys have a phenomenal weekend. Thank you so much on this roll call Friday for being here all show long and interacting in the live chat. Really cool stuff. If you've not subscribed to either the YouTube please. channel or the Apple podcasts, please hit that for us. This, this is an important time for us. I know there's a lot of you that watch the show and listen to the show who have not gone and subscribed to it. That's how we get more momentum. That's how we show what we're doing. So it's a quick little click, but it means a lot to us. It helps yes. us out a lot when you do it. So you'd follow the Twitter at Boston versus the book. But the more pressing thing is subscribing to the YouTube channel and subscribing on Apple podcasts. So you guys know when the show goes live, we notify everybody and how it goes. So please, please, please do that. If you can enjoy the weekend. If Boston's up 2-0 come Monday morning, I'm going to be <laughs> one happy S-O-B. Let's see what happens for game two of the of the NBA finals. He is Dave. I'm Matt. Have a great weekend for the Bostonian versus the book. We'll talk to you on Monday.